Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Betting the Bride Chapter 1 Prelude Paying his debt Susan Rogers had her arms folded high on her chest and leaned on the windowsill of her second-story apartment, her chin down on those folded arms and rarely lifting from that pose. Occasionally she would wave to those below that acknowledged her but at that very moment it was of her best interest not to lift very high from her stance. At times she dropped her face down into her arms to mask her reactions to her hidden activity. From that lofty position she was watching a softball game on the sandy field just below. It was one of the things she loved about that particular unit. It was adjacent to the busy recreation field and in the evenings she could always see what was going on. Her appearance from that high perch each evening was common, almost expected, and all of the guys waved as they looked and wished. Even though many of them had their wives and girlfriends at their side there were still many obvious hard cocks caused by Susan's casual appearance. If dropped into downtown LA or Manhattan, maybe she wouldn't create such a stir. But out here in western Australia she was as hot as the midday sun. Twenty-five years old, short brown hair, perfectly tanned legs, perky ass and prominent breasts that routinely sported hard long nipples, she left nothing to be wanted. But most of the folks, men and women alike, loved her because of her outgoing, friendly Texas personality. Nobody was too small, too unimportant for Sue. Especially the children in the housing area in which she lived and taught. She and her husband Colin were at the end of their third year at that family compound on the western coast of Australia. The oil company they worked for went to great lengths to provide as much comfort as possible for all of its employees and their families no matter the importance they played in the production process. But with Colin being an engineer and her a certified teacher they had things especially good. They were approaching end of their contracts and would soon have to make a stay or go decision. They had made an earlier determination three years before to use the isolated assignment as a chance to build up a bankroll, and they had been very successful. It was really isolated out there, and she felt life was passing them by but staying another year or two would allow them to pay cash for a nice home when they returned to Texas. But at that very moment neither work nor her future was on Susan's mind. Not at all. She was very, very distracted and looking out that window was just another part of the distraction. Not just a distraction, actually. It was very clearly part of the deal. Until just a week before Susan thought it had all been over three years ago. The wagers, the quiet, deals, that had involved her but in which she had never been a knowing or willing accomplice. She thought it had all gone away, that it was a very forgettable part of a tainted past. Since the very start there had been questions, nagging concerns about their first month of marriage. For Susan, those first few weeks had been so surreal, so unforgettable, and for the first year and a half of their vows, so unforgivable. She had held herself in blame for so long. Then, about halfway through their assignment in Australia there came the enlightenment, a jolting moment of truth. After a long sex-saturated night that left them both in one of those moments where everything is so perfect that anything is allowable, she questioned Colin softly about their honeymoon and the week following. At that precise moment, in that wine-softened atmosphere already precluded by a long, sensual mutual orgasm, Colin Rogers opened more than just his heart to her. He opened up the past. In those early hours, as he spoke softly of that quick but tainted period of their relationship, Susan's mouth opened wide at the revelation unfolding before her. How could she have missed it? It had taken her months to get over his admission. So many mixed feelings. Anger and disappointment at her groom, yet orgasm-inducing memories of her own behavior during those fleeting weeks. But it was over. Never to happen again. He had promised. But here she was again. She wasn't sure what circumstances led to her present predicament. Only that she was obviously the prize. A slow stroke on her swollen clit from annoying tongue brought Susan's attention back to her present situation. Suddenly she shuddered, moaned slightly and rose sharply before dropping back down to a lower level. During that fleeting ascent a sharp observer from outside would have caught a glimpse of her perfect breasts as they were quickly exposed before being covered again by her folded arms. From the field below Susan appeared to be wearing a white t-shirt. What was hidden was the fact that the shirt had been cut off so short that the body of it was no longer than the sleeves. When she straightened up the lower portion of her breasts were clearly exposed, the trim shirt barely reaching down to her extended nipples. Although she appeared to be looking casually out the window, Susan's lower body was slowly rotating, 
her hips rising and falling in a soft circle spurned on by the sensations flowing outward from her agitated, excited clitoris. Out of view from the others, she was actually down on her knees, her legs spread wide to accommodate the head and mouth that was paying her swollen clit such intense and devastating attention. It was getting more and more difficult to keep her eyes open for any length of time, and she knew the moans escaping her open mouth were getting more and more audible. Surely there would be a time that somebody besides the two of them would hear her. It had already been going on for over thirty minutes. At first it was just the wispy flickering tongue searching her open crotch for a random target, masterfully finding and tantalizing an area she wouldn't suspect, not just exciting her pussy but creating erotic expectations about where the next sensation would appear. Slowly, so very slowly, the adventurous tongue became more aggressive, more dominant, before giving way to a searching mouth. After the initial shock of the first exploration, Susan's mind slowly followed her body into the depths of his offerings. Now, she was pretty much a gelatin mass quivering and reacting to each tiny lick, every subtle suck on that expectant clit. She could almost hear her juices flowing freely into his mouth when his tongue drove deep into her pussy. Uuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuu
Their original plans were to get married in late May immediately following their graduations and to honeymoon in Cancun. It wasn't their first choice but with both of them just graduating and starting to look for a job they certainly couldn't afford Paris, which was their dream. Actually, it was the unforeseen change of plans concerning their honeymoon that were the catalyst of events that would first invade and then change Susan's life. About a month before their wedding Colin came over all excited one evening. He had just got off the phone with his uncle Keith. Susan had spent some time around the man and couldn't bring herself to call him, uncle, anything. He was only about 40 years old and looked 10 years younger. There was money there from the other side of his family, and he had a nice business and family. His name was fairly known in Houston. Colin's excitement was caused when Keith told him that he had to travel to Paris the week after their wedding and wanted to know if they wanted to travel with him as a wedding gift. His own family was tied up with school still in progress and could not travel with him. Even though she knew Keith could easily afford it Susan was hesitant because it was their honeymoon. She gave in a few days later when she personally spoke to Keith. He assured her that they would have most of the time to themselves while he would be tied up with business. Nay, you kids go at it by yourselves. He laughed. I'm after the money. Still, it made her a little uneasy, a tiny bit apprehensive. Then, after their wedding rehearsal that Friday night Blake and Blaine told her that they had a special surprise for her at their wedding. Now that made her real, real nervous. Blake and Blaine were twins and old boyhood friends of Colin's. By themselves they were just like Colin, really neat, attractive, intelligent guys. Put them together and Grandpa was right. They were dangerous. The three boys had lived their life in mischief, according to old friends and family. Even though it had been rather harmless fun they didn't hesitate to make somebody a target. Susan had the feeling that they had shared girls with Colin in the past, and she knew for sure that both of them found her very attractive. Neither of them tried to hide it but she felt no concern. Actually, on the rare occasions they behaved it was kind of neat to be the obvious center of their attraction. Susan should have been more than a little concerned. She had no idea that Colin dangled her in front of his two friends as if she were a prize, teasing them with little tidbits of sexual information concerning her. Not a lot but just enough to whet their sexual appetites. And in recent years, Uncle, Keith had kind of inserted himself into the boys' merry little band. He didn't just forcefully barge in on them but instead, over a period of time, became their graceful benefactor. All of them enjoyed hanging around his beautiful home in Houston and every now and then taking small trips with him, always at his expense. For Keith, the enjoyment came from reliving his college days through them and their stories. But what the three boys enjoyed most was Keith's gorgeous wife. Debbie was 35 and an absolute knockout by any standard. Although Keith had done very well on his own, Debbie brought her own money to the table. And her own rules, too. Less than five years into that marriage the games began. Before their marriage Debbie had been the recipient of a lot of male attention and Keith had enjoyed a different pussy almost every week. Both were well aware of the other's casual infidelities that continued even after they were engaged. But once married they didn't just wander their own ways. Both knew it was too dangerous and above all, they wanted to keep their young family intact. Over a few years they had two children and the kids were the common, unshakable interest between the couple. But for such attractive people the itch finally became too much. Through their little games, the two of them became the actual source of the birth of the bets. Each would coerce the other into temptations with a little bet. At first, it was little more than just goading. One of them would admit an attraction to somebody they knew or met, and the other would nudge them into an innocent but erotic teasing of the unsuspecting recipient. But soon the innocent bets evolved into rendezvous that were full-blown. Fuck and suck. Dates with delighted partners. Afterwards, there was always some type of proof to be shown by one and always a price to pay for the other. In order for one of them to win a bet the other had to lose. It was actually a system of controlled infidelity upon which they both agreed. By placing these little bets, they each carefully controlled who, where, and one of the other's outside sexual activities. It was understood that neither would stray outside those boundaries. And the boundaries definitely allowed the participation of the three boys. During their visits Debbie loved to tease them, and Keith loved watching it. Without fail, he always lost those bets. At first there was never any real sex involved. She would wait until she had one of them isolated and casually appear in front of them in various stages of undress or, accidental, nudity. As it progressed over time she would eventually tease them unmercifully with her hands and mouth and softly insinuated suggestions, always in private. Even though Keith was astonished at what she could coax them into doing, he also realized what a valuable source she could be. Especially concerning the sweet and absolutely delicious bride his nephew was about to wed. 
Keith was totally infatuated with the innocent Susan. After some inquisitive coaxing from Keith, Colin began to share some of the same little sexual tidbits concerning Susan that he had already shared with the twins. After that both Keith and Debbie acknowledged that they found the possibility of Susan to be as erotic as it was unlikely. But what the hell? With Debbie's delightful approval, Keith developed a complicated plan. He wasn't about to get off a winner. He and the boys already had engaged in a number of innocent and inexpensive bets in the past that had been stacked in his favor from the go. This time, the bets would be so tempting on the part of the young players he didn't think they could refuse. The payout would be tremendous for the winners. Either way. The nuptial bets their wedding day was Susan's dream come true. Without spending a lot of money it was absolutely beautiful and went off without a hitch. The wedding was in a small church, but the reception was in a local hotel in which they had a room. As soon as they arrived following the ceremony the two of them went up to their room to spend a few quiet moments together before the reception. With so little time Susan was surprised when, after a long kiss, Colin laid her back over the bed and pulled her dress up. Um, um, um what have we got here? He teased. He slipped his hands up her leg, playing a minute with her fancy little garter belt before moving on up and past the top of her sheer white thigh-high stockings. She gasped at the unexpected touch on her bare leg. Right then she wished it was all done and over with and they could be alone. Colin moved his hand on up, finding and then sliding her flimsy pair of transparent white panties slowly down her legs. Susan never saw him slip them into his breast pocket. She would never have guessed that tonight they weren't just bridal panties. They were a much sought-after prize that Colin was sure he would keep. He dropped down on his knees and slowly started kissing up her legs, finally burying his face in her crotch. Totally taken aback, she moaned with the unexpected intrusion. It was such an erotic pleasant moment to break up the tension, not to mention it felt wonderful. He went into a feeding frenzy, absolutely bent on making her come. Susan didn't disappoint him. In order to make their wedding night special they had refrained from sex for a month, and they were both primed and anxious for relief. Oh, oh, oh. Susan mewed like a kitten while her hips rotated gently as she elevated them in search of his mouth. When she came, rather than it being a big erotic explosion it was more a perfect continuation of the evening, her muted orgasm quietly spilling over and out of her pussy. They both knew explosive ones would come later that night, and there would be many of them, loud and excruciating. But for now the crowd was waiting. They had no real time to waste so as soon as she came down from her orgasm Colin pulled her up. But first he did something so very abrupt, so unexpected that it should have sent out a red alert to her brain that something sinister was up. She had on a really pretty garter to be thrown at the reception. Before he stood her up he kneeled down and quickly removed her garter. What are you doing, Colin? We need that later. She was shocked that he had removed it. Colin didn't relent. Later you'll get it back later. He whispered. And he meant it. What the hell? Let's see how far you will go, sweet bride. He laughed to himself. After thirty minutes of being very still, Susan detected Keith very slowly moving her blanket around. She was facing away from him when he touched her ever so slightly on the leg. She was caught by surprise but didn't move, sitting very still and forcing her eyes to stay close. The touching became more brazen after a while until he finally put his hand fully on her leg just about the knee. She didn't know what to do. Wake Colin and tell him? She decided it would be best if she just pretended to be asleep. She was sure it would go away. Easy, baby. Keith thought. Don't overreact and we'll be okay. He would prove her wrong. Instead of her lack of response making him think she was sleeping it instead only encouraged him. He slowly started an upward exploration of her left leg. Her short dress slid upward as his hands slowly advanced his bare hand making small circles on her warm skin. Leave me alone, Keith. What are you doing? The thoughts tumbled through her mind but couldn't come out of her mouth. She froze in time. So far, so good. Keith admitted. His advance was slow and deliberate, making it harder for her to feign sleep. At times there was a hesitation and his hand would leave her leg. She realized he was stopping to unbutton her dress as he went up. Her breathing had increased and her heart was pounding. She couldn't believe it. His brazen advance up her leg took forever. First Blake, now this. Keith smiled. Oh, H-H-H, little girl. You should have stopped this already. Are you really asleep? He got his answer. With her dress separated way up and his hand well under it, he touched her over her thong. That's when she reached down and grabbed his wrist, opening an unspoken dialogue. They both knew she was not asleep now, and they were to determine where this was going. She didn't fight him so much but instead put steady pressure on his wrist, trying to force him away from her, 
and let him know he was not to do it. He never got rough or pushy, but just continued the pressure, slowly starting to caress her pussy with the tips of his fingers through the flimsy cloth. Susan avoided eye contact, keeping her eyes to the right where her husband was blissfully sleeping through this. The next ten minutes or so seemed like hours, with her trying to ward off Keith's advancing, ever-exploring hand. She finally turned her head close to him and whispered, No, Keith. No. It fell on deaf ears and his exploration continued. Susan came to the quick realization that she had two choices. She could either fight this and make a big scene or let it go its natural way. Deep down the inexperienced country girl knew the answer, where this would go. Where are you, Colin? She thought as she glanced at her sleeping mate. There was still a state of panic but her body relaxed a little, her legs parting slightly. Keith picked up on it right away. There we go, baby. He thought. Open just a little wider for me. He made full contact with her, cupping her pussy in his hand. After a few minutes of rubbing her with the palm of his hand her thong gathered to one side and his fingers made contact with her clit. Even though she couldn't help but anticipate it, his touch still came as a shock and she involuntarily jerked at the contact. UMMM. Keith reacted. She's already soaking wet. Keith was right. Colin had primed her before the flight and for all her apprehension she couldn't help but react at least a little to Keith's fingers. She realized it was much like the past week with Blake but this time it was much more than just a fleeting brush of fingertips. It wasn't like she was subconsciously giving her pussy an invitation to enjoy his fingers but instead her body was reacting against her better senses. Despite her mental protests the sensuous soft strokes were slowly infiltrating her mood. With her feelings of panic starting to give way to his masterful touch, Susan was really becoming aroused. Her breathing continued to increase, her heartbeat was fast, and she started moving slightly with his teasing. His touch never got rough, but continued as slow, gentle movements just as he had from the start. Keith felt the tiny reactions, the subtle submissions. It was time to move on. The slight brushing on her clit gave way to unabated access, and he started rubbing her faster, making strong little circles then flipping it rapidly from side to side with one finger. If she didn't recognize what was transpiring Keith did. Susan was a goner. She had relented. Her hand was no longer pushing his wrist away but rather squeezing it gently and pulling it toward her, encouraging him as if he needed any. He didn't. Keith's heart was racing as fast as hers. The only difference between the two of them at the time was that he had control, not her. The slow tiny circles her ass was making became more apparent, over a period of minutes becoming a very steady rotation rising and falling from his touch. Susan writhed in her seat, trying to be quiet, her mouth open and the air rushing out. He carefully increased his speed and pressure on her clit until it became a rapid vibration. It took only a few minutes. Susan lost it. It was unthinkable. There was no way it could happen. She knew that. Keith actually had thought that it wouldn't happen either, but he was wrong. He was beside himself. Debbie didn't lose many bets to him, but she was going to lose this one. And the payoff was huge. Susan's hand went over her mouth and she began a long, silent gut-wrenching orgasm, moving over in the seat towards Keith and as far away from Colin as she could, trying not to wake him with her gyrations. Keith kept it up, never stopping to let her come down off her high. He had her on the ropes and had no intention of giving her any relief. Within ten minutes her explosion was followed by another, this more intensive than the first. Her face turned beet red and she thought surely anybody sitting close to them could hear her. She glanced constantly at Colin, maybe to see that he was still asleep, maybe to mentally cry out for his rescue. She had definitely become a willing prisoner to his uncle's fingers. She wanted to break herself free but Keith had taken complete control of her. He looked around very carefully, gently pulled her face to him, kissed her very softly on the ears first, and then whispered. Do you always come so hard? She didn't answer, turning her head away in embarrassment. She was well past lying and hoped that he would take her silence to mean, No. This is impossible, totally unthinkable. She thought to herself as she squirmed from the uninvited fingers. What else could possible happen to me? She lamented. She didn't really want to know the answer. Keith already had ideas. She was literally speechless, her mind totally taken over by his mouth and fingers, breaking the assault only to check Colin to see if he was asleep. What would he have thought? He had long ago turned over so that his face was facing them. Don't open your eyes, honey. She quietly pleaded. Keith was as stunned as he was excited. He knew he was really pushing it. This had gone way past his original intent. In his wildest imagination he would never have thought she would have responded to him like this. Hell, 
All he had intended to do was to steal her panties. All at once it stopped. Her hips were still rolling in the seat in response to his touch, but just as casually as he had entered Keith moved his hands from her, taking advantage of her little gyrations and distractions to remove her flimsy panties as he did. He slid them down and off her legs as casually as if they were in a bedroom, leaving her hips still moving slightly as she put her dress back together. Thank God it was over. Whatever was happening to her life. Why was it happening? Am I sending out a signal? She still had hours to think about it. There would be no sleep for her as she tossed and adjusted herself on the seat. It took an hour or so. Somewhere high over the Atlantic the sensual side of Susan slowly replaced the panicking side. She reached down and gently rubbed herself. She was slushy between her legs. She had to face the fact that no matter how it had happened she had become a willing recipient of Keith's advances. He had thoroughly aroused her and there was no denying it. Maybe the environment in which it happened with Colin right beside them increased the excitement. Maybe the lurid circumstances. What she knew for sure was it had been the most explosive sex she could remember and Keith had done it all with one hand. Susan turned over on her right side and looked at her husband quietly sleeping. What had she done? What would he think if he knew? Unless Keith returned it to her in the next hour or so Colin might realize that she was no longer wearing her thong. She wondered what Keith had done with it. If she didn't recover it somehow she was going to have a very inquisitive husband. This was the second pair of panties she had lost in a week. Colin never gave back the one he took from under her wedding dress. She had no idea the value of that missing thong. It may have been given to her as a gift but she was to pay a huge price for it. I believe this is yours in comparison to what had happened on their wedding day and on the plane to Paris. For Susan the rest of the honeymoon seemed uneventful. The newlyweds had a great time hitting all the normal tourist spots, eating at tiny restaurants, and having that special impromptu honeymoon sex at any and all times of the day and night. Keith stayed well out of the way as he said he would. They saw him occasionally, with him always picking up the tab when they were around. Without him, there was no way they could eat in the nicer restaurants. Colin seemed a little at odds at times but Susan let it pass. Although he was paying her the utmost of attention there were times he seemed a little distracted. But what wasn't a distraction were the many times that he pounded her grateful pussy without mercy. She loved it. Having said that, she thought it was a little strange that, without fail, he went through a little ritual of slowly removing her panties each time. If it weren't for the kisses he trailed down her legs it was as if he were trying to steal them from her without her knowledge. The only time that Keith and Susan were alone for any period of time happened one afternoon when Colin had fallen into a sex-induced nap. She slipped down into the hotel lobby, looking into shops that she couldn't afford. As she was looking into the window of an expensive lingerie shop, Susan heard a familiar voice. See anything you like? She looked up and was surprised to find Keith standing there with a suggestive smile on his face. Susan had done all she could to make sure the two of them were never alone but all at once here they were, and she immediately felt the intimacy, even standing there in public. She felt her face turn red as she quickly recalled what had happened on the plane. And for some unexplainable reason a flushed crimson face wasn't her only reaction to his presence. Keith read her like a book. In the company of her husband she felt protected and was okay. Put in the position of being the least bit intimate, and she was unsure of herself. Was it his imagination or did he just see her nipples harden? He was right with both of his thoughts. Her nipples were suddenly bullets. She still had to speak though. There was no escape. She was honest, telling him that she liked all of it but could afford none. He insisted that she go inside with him for a few minutes. Just to look. He promised. Just to see what they have. Susan was hesitant but went in. The sales lady was very attentive as they wandered about and Susan looked. Look was all she could do. The merchandise was beautiful and incredibly expensive. Susan looked and touched but nothing more. It was a bit embarrassing with Keith right there. She knew the sales lady assumed he was her husband. Their age difference was common for a relationship in France. While Susan was casually looking through some panties and bras, the lady asked what size she wore. Since Susan didn't know if she meant American or European sizes, she hesitated to answer. Keith casually responded to her in French. Susan was surprised. I didn't know you spoke French. He had been given plenty of opportunity to do so before. You never asked? He laughed. Then he held his hands up a little. I speak a little. He admitted. Then he proceeded to carry on a casual conversation in French with the woman. The lady went straight to the shelves and returned with some incredibly erotic items. Susan was standing there dumbfounded, 
becoming more and more aware of the little twitch growing between her legs. It was so stupid, so utterly ridiculous, but for some reason it excited her when he spoke French with the lady. Why did she find that so arousing? What else did she not know about him? A new revelation caused her some concern. How did he know her exact sizes? Bras, panties, everything. She assumed that even Colin had little idea. When she started to protest them bothering the lady, saying that she couldn't buy anything, Keith whispered to her that he wanted to buy her a few items. For being such a good sport. He and the lady selected some extremely provocative items for the desperately protesting Susan, including two very sexy see-through short gowns. After each selection the lady would turn away from Keith and hold it up for Susan to see, smiling broadly and raising her eyebrows as if to say, Oh, la la lady. Your husband is selecting outrageously sexy stuff for you. Susan had no idea that one of the things Keith had said to the lady was that the two of them were newlyweds. Susan was afraid to know what it cost. Instead of giving the items to her, Keith told her he would keep them for her until they got back to his house so that she wouldn't have to explain anything to Colin. Then it would be your problem to explain. He laughed. It was all so bizarre she said nothing. The flight home was uneventful. Susan wore some conservative shorts instead of a dress and made sure Colin was seated in the center. She wasn't about to have any repeats of the trip over, still not understanding what gave Keith the mental liberty to accost her. Even more so she was chastising herself for not only allowing it to happen, but for getting caught up in it like she was an unpopular high school girl on a one-night stand with the football captain. Why hadn't she been furious instead of aroused? Never, ever again would she be taken advantage of like that. When they arrived back in Houston she was stunned to empty out their laundry bag and find her missing thong at the bottom of it. She had no idea how it could have possibly gotten there. She looked at it closely. It was crusty to the touch. Was that her dry juices she was feeling? Oh my god! Keith would have easily felt it, seen it. Any doubts of how bad she had been creaming her panties at his touch were quickly removed. Susan had no idea that as soon as they had arrived at the hotel in Paris Keith had slipped the prize thong to Colin. He hated to ruin Colin's trip with the news but he knew it was something that couldn't be kept secret. For one thing, he knew Colin would be chomping at the bit to know. Second, a bet was a bet, and he had won. A stunned Colin had been devastated. How had it happened? He had lost another bet. Double or nothing, that had been the bet. He owed Keith thousands. Somehow Keith had been able to remove the tiny thong off a sleeping Susan on the trip over. How could that have possibly happened? Within the next few hours and days two thoughts fought for Colin's attention. One, he owed a shit pot of money he didn't have. As troublesome as that was he knew he could arrange something with Keith. It wasn't as if his uncle was hard up for cash. Just one of the meals the threesome had consumed cost Keith over $500. But the second thing was much more problematic. Within a few hours after the initial shock of Keith's stunning presentation of her thong, the visions formed in his mind, the troubling thoughts began to develop. Surprisingly, it took even less time for the new husband to turn those worrisome thoughts and visions from those of disbelief to those of eroticism. Suddenly, Colin couldn't shake the thought of Keith's hands slowly sliding that tiny black thong down Susan's legs. Throughout that day and evening in Paris, the more he thought about it, the more it caused an unexplainable illicit and lurid excitement. Think about it. What were the real possibilities that Keith would have been able to take Susan's panties off without her knowing? Had he been that lucky? Or had there been a silent, consenting collusion on the part of his new bride? Had that garter thing at their reception been less innocent than he had imagined? Colin's intuition reflected exactly what had happened. Deep down he knew there was no way Keith could have pulled it off without her knowledge. No way. That left only one possible scenario. His new bride had been aware of the treachery and either couldn't stop it or didn't want to. Either way, the image made him rock hard. That first evening in Paris an appreciative Susan received a tremendous non-stop pounding at the courtesy of a pair of flimsy black underwear. For Susan the no-holds-barred fucking was the perfect start to a perfect honeymoon. The exciting, lusty activities for those next few wonderful days faded the memories of the first few hours and days of their marriage that had gotten such a prohibited, illicit, and yet somehow erotic beginning. She had no idea her life was being wagered into episodes, some past, some future. Chapter 2 Be Our Guest Even though they arrived back in Houston late on a Saturday night, Colin and Susan got up at an early hour Sunday morning. Colin had already made plans to play golf with some of his college friends from Houston so Susan got up when he did. The house was quiet because the children had been sent to their grandparents for the weekend. 
Keith arrived in the kitchen shortly after Colin left and prepared coffee for he and Susan. His conversation was light and entertaining as always and Susan sort of slipped into the mindset that everything was over. When she asked about Debbie, he told her that she had already left for a very early tennis match and would be out for a few hours. When they finished their coffee, he snapped his fingers and said, I almost forgot. The bag with your new stuff is in my closet. We'd better get it now. I'll let it be your problem as to how you handle it with Colin. He led her into their master bedroom. Susan had seen it before during their mini tour of the house. The size of the bedroom was surprisingly snug for a house that size, but it had a huge bathroom and two massive walk-in closets. It's in here, he said, and walked into his closet. As he came out with the bag and handed it to her he expelled an exaggerated sigh and said, I really envy Colin. I know you'll look great in these. He laughed lightly. Susan laughed weakly. All humor was quickly curtailed. Keith, are you in here? Debbie. Keith looked at Susan as if he had been caught red-handed. He put a finger to his mouth, motioning her to be silent, while pushing her gently into the closet. He left the door slightly open but Susan couldn't see much. What she didn't know was that she was trapped in an ungodly bad situation. Keith seemed to recover nicely, telling Debbie he had just finished getting dressed. He had turned the light off in the closet before leaving the door barely open, forcing a stunned Susan to step back into the darkness. She could easily hear everything they said and could have opened the door slightly to see out if she wanted to, which she didn't. She felt like a trapped rabbit. Why are you back so early? Susan heard him ask. Debbie told him her partner bowed out with a sick child so she just came back home since there were guests. Keith told her Susan was still asleep as far as he knew. At that point, Debbie walked right past Susan and stood in front of a mirror that reflected her perfectly through the crack in the open closet door. And perfect was perfect. Susan's view was perfect and the picture she was presented was that of a perfect woman, looking great in a very short white tennis outfit. Their bed was just a few feet in front of the mirror, and there was nothing that Susan couldn't see when Debbie sat down on the edge of the bed and began to remove her shoes. Suddenly, she stepped back as Keith walked past and gently brushed open the door a little more. Suddenly, as well as she could see out surely Debbie could see in, even in the darkness of the closet. She shouldn't have worried. Debbie's attention was quickly diverted as Keith walked around and sat down behind her on the bed. He kissed her on the neck. The kids are gone, he said as he slowly lifted her top up. Just as the top was going over her head, he looked at Susan in the closet with a knowing smile on his face. Susan shuddered. What was he up to? The man was mad. He continued to lift Debbie's top over her head and then off, keeping his attention on Susan. They both knew she could see out but Debbie wouldn't be able to see in. Keith would make sure of that. Susan was a prisoner in that closet, wondering where all this was going and certainly wanting no part of it. Keith smiled. This had worked perfectly. He had both women exactly where he wanted them. Right now, Debbie had a little debt to pay. The removal of Debbie's top revealed a white transparent demi-bra. Keith slid his hands around her and gently slid his fingers over the exposed top of her breasts where just a hint of nipple was exposed. I see that you are still entertaining the guys at the club, he said. Debbie just laughed a little and reminded him that he liked it. She had her head turned to one side most of the time as he continued to kiss her lightly on the neck, his fingers lightly caressing her breasts. He slipped his hand inside the right cup of the bra, cupping it fully before massaging the nipple with his fingers. She moaned lightly and pushed back against him. It's been a long ten days, she said. He answered by slipping the straps off her shoulders and lowering the bra from her breasts. Susan could see perfectly well and thought to herself that she hoped she would have breasts like that at Debbie's age and after two children. They were even larger than Susan had imagined and were perfect. Debbie moaned slightly and tried to find his lips. Strangely, Susan was able to relate with her to some degree. Those same fingers had filled her senses with undisciplined pleasure less than two weeks ago. Unlike Susan, though, Debbie had no reason to be quiet and her noises escalated as the teasing increased. His soft manipulations became rough as he pinched her nipples harder and pulled them out away from her chest. Debbie began a slight grinding of her hips as she tried to push back against him. When he stopped the fondling long enough to discard her bra, she sighed softly. He leaned her back and went to her breasts with his mouth, going from one to the other. Even though his head blocked Susan's view of the actual contact, Debbie's enjoyment was obvious as her mouth opened slightly and her eyes closed while she emitted little sounds. Her arms went around his neck when he alternated between her breasts and her lips, burying his mouth in her neck at times. His mouth never left her when his hand went down and slowly slid the bottom of her outfit off. 
It was a one-piece that was a panty and skirt combination and she lifted her hips to accommodate him, exposing the rest of her body. Susan had never seen such raw exposure as this. It was so different from seeing somebody naked in a locker room. Keith laid his body across her stomach so that Debbie couldn't possibly see past him to where Susan was. His eyes moved away from the mirror, looking instead straight into the darkened closet where he could barely see Susan in the shadow. His hands went to Debbie's legs and slowly started that slow, sensual trip up that Susan well remembered. Just inches above her knee he looked back again into the mirror, hoping to catch a glimpse of Susan off guard. Hopefully he could entice her to come forward, to open the door just a little so that he could see her better. The trap Susan was in turmoil, caught in a situation she was desperate to escape yet somehow finding the scene just feet away too bizarre, too much of interest to just ignore. It was this frame of mind that allowed her to unknowingly accommodate a hopeful Keith. She cheated, carefully pushing the door just a tiny bit open. She had a better view but still thought there was little chance that either of them could see her. And what she saw with her improved vision was Debbie's hips moving in a large, circular motion. Debbie circled her ass and responded to Keith's touch. She was on an incredible high. It all felt so good to her. Some of it was from the attention Keith was giving her but deep down she knew what was exciting her most was the side show she knew she was providing. She smiled. She was in debt and between her and Keith all bets required payment in full. This time her payment was pushing eroticism to the limit. For Susan it was all getting to be too much. The entrapment that had become an inquisitive curiosity was slowly developing into anticipation. Where was this going? Her unwanted situation was slowly taking a different direction. Keith would be her benefactor, would provide her an erotic fuel that would be so volatile that it couldn't be prevented from eventually igniting. He made sure that Susan had an unabated view while his hands teased, delivering Debbie the pleasure that couldn't be missed. When he finally reached her crotch, instead of touching it he used a little pressure on the insides of her legs so that she would open them wider. He slowly spread her labia wide and even through the mirror Susan could see an exposed glistening woman, her clitoris erect. Susan caught her breath. She'd seen a few porno movies before, but this was different, so raw. Did she look like that when she was aroused? When he started a slow circular massage of that anxious clit Debbie just wailed, moving her head from side to side. He never stopped watching for Susan through the crack in the door, disappointed that there were only fleeting glimpses of her. That was too bad for him. If he could have seen into the hidden darkness he would have seen Susan standing near the door, her entire body shaking and breathing hard. He would have mentally nodded with approval before again tantalizing Susan even more by going back to play with Debbie's pussy. Debbie was moaning loudly, her hips now a constant fluid movement. It was a perfect synchronization, his fingers and mouth and her hip movement. It suddenly slowed and then stopped. With a smug look into the closet he withdrew his hands from Debbie long enough to stand up, face away from the closet, and undo his shorts to slide them off. It wasn't an accident that he had his back to Susan as he did so. Suddenly he turned. The tingle that had slowly grown within Susan instantly turned to electricity when he turned to face her. If you could hear somebody's eyes open wide, hers would have been a clap of thunder. Stupid things come into your mind at the strangest times. Susan thought about all those. Big dick stories the girls in her dorm told late at night, but she always blew them off as just that. Stories. But this was not a penis. This was not an erection. This was a cock. She never dreamed a man could be so massive. She instinctively looked back at Debbie's open crotch and immediately gave her credit for being able to accept that log on a nightly basis. Would that event be heaven or hell? Making sure Susan had a totally unobstructed view of both his cock and Debbie's pussy, Keith buried his face in her crotch. He pulled her legs up and out, spreading them wide to allow him to lick and suck on her while maintaining direct eye contact with his hidden guest. He would look up at the mirror at times, then straight into the closet before returning his face to Debbie's crotch again. Susan was standing in the darkness but now she was cheating even more, hedging her safety net by moving closer to the door. Finally, her face was almost touching the door, the ever-widening six-inch crack providing more and more of an unimpeded view. She could see out much better but she had crossed the safety line. Keith couldn't see all of her but what he could see was very vivid. It never occurred to her that she was lightly rubbing her nipples, responding to a body on fire. This was all so disgusting. And fascinating. Keith's mouth left Debbie's clit for a few seconds and replaced it with his fingers. He was totally ignoring the mirror now, looking straight into the open closet instead. Any caution that Susan might have had been slowly being thrown to the wind. His patience had paid off. It wasn't much but it was enough. 
Susan had moved close enough to the tiny lighted opening that he could easily see her distorted face, one with an open mouth that he had to believe was breathing heavily. And was she rubbing her nipples? She was becoming careless. He knew there was still time for all of this to play out. Not only was he not in despair, but he was instead encouraged. The best part was surely yet to come. He turned his attention back to Debbie. She needed more attention and he didn't want to spook Susan. There was no doubt in his mind that she would give in, relent to what she was seeing and eventually push it too far. He was betting that the closed closet door would be too much of an inconvenience and would eventually be opened even more slightly, enough for a little show. Susan was mesmerized by what she saw and heard. It was all so raw, so honest. It wasn't just that she could see Debbie in the throes of his touch, but slowly she could imagine it being her. She could hardly concentrate on any one thing. The moaning, writhing Debbie would capture her attention for a few moments but inevitably her eyes would return to that massive, hard cock standing menacingly away from Keith's torso. Her eyes were locked on the action, nerves on edge and fingers slowly teasing her sensitive nipples. Keith was right. The burning sensation between her legs slowly took control like a magnet, drawing reluctant fingers down past her heaving stomach to fill the need. She left little for him to imagine, little for him to ask. She slipped her hand all the way down between her legs and under her loose shorts, her fingertips brushing her lips aside to go directly to her clit. She stifled a moan as her senses reacted, her hips pushing out to meet the touch. She bent over slightly, her hips moving back and forth in concert with her fingers, knees bending slightly then returning, sending her in an up and down motion. In short, her whole body was a mass movement, being torn between what she was doing and what she was seeing. Susan was unaware she had bumped the door very slightly. The few inches it moved was the same as replacing a small television with a wide screen. Keith could suddenly see very well into her darkened den and loved what he was seeing. Susan was lucky. Just as she knew she couldn't hold it back any longer, all attention turned to Debbie. Susan watched as Debbie suddenly raised her head up, throwing it side to side and crying out loudly, begging him not to stop. He defied her, removing his mouth from her clit and replacing it with two fingers, pumping them deep and fast into her as Susan watched. Sue was able to hold back, to stem the tide rushing through her body. But when Debbie loudly exploded the undulated erotic presentation was more than she could take. Her orgasm washed over her, dropping her to her knees as her fingers flew over her clit, increasing the pressure and speed. With her left hand over her mouth to mute her own outburst, Susan had a realization, a sudden awakening. She had opened the door too far. It was obvious that Keith could easily see her. He was watching her with glazed eyes, his pleasure obvious. His hips were moving slowly back and forth as if he were penetrating both of them with that massive cock. He had no intention of letting Debbie stop coming. She was his catalyst at the time, the star of the show. His fingers kept driving hard and fast into her, keeping her bucking up and down with the action. As if caught in his trance, Sue moved her fingers from her clit and inserted them inside, keeping pace with his fingers. It was too late to ignore his presence. It would be sensible to think she would close the door, but she just couldn't think straight. Instead, she was locked into the sight of that massive cock swaying in the air. A thought crossed her mind. He was obviously as entranced watching her as she was them. Susan heard Debbie build again. She couldn't help but watch. It was all so magnetic, so captivating. It was if Debbie drew Susan up the scale with her, her moans announcing her imminent new orgasm being almost more than she could take. Sue was shaking uncontrollably, totally lost to the sensations of her dangerous situation. It was mad. It was dangerous. It was more exciting and erotic than she could ever have dreamed. Just as on the airplane, had the danger of being detected become all part of the eroticism now? Was all of this really happening? Everything slowed down, each of them bringing themselves down. Susan was still a bundle of erotic nerves in need of further release. Her fingers were back at her clitoris, making very slow circles as she watched him nibble slowly on Debbie's clit. His eyes never left Sue now, his desire obvious. She thought about what it would be like to have that huge cock slide in her. Her eyes closed, and she almost came again with that vision. Finally, Debbie's voice broke the thought. I need to go to the bathroom. She calmly announced. She attempted to rise, but he held her down, burying his face in her crotch again. As she moaned again and closed her eyes, Sue came to her senses. What the hell was she doing? Slowly she closed the closet door so that it was barely open. She stood in terror as she heard them moving about. Quickly and quietly the door opened. Sorry. He whispered and shrugged his shoulders as if it was all a terrible circumstance. 
She quickly gathered her bag and let him lead her out the bedroom door into the hallway. Then he gently closed the door. Susan was suddenly overwhelmed. What had happened? How had she survived? Why had she reacted the way she had? Eroticism and pleasure where shame and disgust should have ruled. Suddenly she felt faint, totally weakened by the explosive sexual episode she had just experienced. Instead of walking away, she just quietly slid down to the floor outside their door. It all washed over her, and it was just too much. Her legs were jelly and refused to move. Her brain went numb. What in the world had just happened? She just sat there with her clothes in her trembling hand. Through the door she could easily hear them speaking once Debbie returned to the room. Deb told him to lie down so that she could take care of him. There was a sharp exclamation out of Debbie as if she had a sudden pain, then long, blissful sounds followed for several minutes. Susan enviously visualized Debbie lowering herself on him, being totally filled by that massive erection. Their groans were easily audible from where she was sitting. Even as her legs recovered Susan still couldn't move, suddenly trapped by the audible voyeurism. Debbie started to speak softly, her voice sultry from the orgasms and the cock still deep inside of her. She already knew some of the details of the trip. That's why she had the debt to pay to Keith, why she had agreed to be part of the show that had just transpired for Susan's benefit. When she had first been made a part of the bet concerning the flight to Paris she had quickly sided with Colin. No way would Susan allow it. Like Colin, she had lost. Suddenly, prospects concerning the blushing new wife had elevated to an unexpected level. When Keith had approached her that morning with a highly unlikely plan she had agreed. No, Susan, there had been nothing accidental about your despairing entrapment in their closet. None at all. Debbie had paid the price. Now she wanted what she had just paid for, detailed blow by blow of what happened on that plane. Well, how did the trip go with Susan? She chided. It was nice. Did you do anything except take her panties? Not really. I came close. What do you mean by close? Debbie's voice shook badly. She was ready to come again. Keith was teasing her, and she loved it. Outside the door, a listening Susan was stunned. She would have been even more so if she knew that the entire bedroom scene had been hastily planned for her benefit, that there was nothing, accidental, about it, that Debbie had agreed to be a willing participant as payment of her debt to Keith. For the next few minutes a stunned new bride listened as Keith went into an unbelievable vivid detailed account of what happened on the plane leaving nothing for Debbie to imagine, right down to Susan's writhing, orgasmic body. Debbie would stop him at times to clarify or enhance his description of the events. It was enough to send her over the top and her orgasm was loud even from the hallway. Susan couldn't believe what she was hearing. At first her feelings were torn between horror and ecstasy, as she relived the event on the plane between the two of them. But strangely, as the moments passed her reaction to all of this seemed more erotic than disturbing. Slowly, her shaking hand was back between her legs. Do you still think you can fuck her? Anytime I want. So you think you will win? It's a cinch. Susan sat there in disbelief. They were discussing her as if she were a trophy to be won. It was more than she could take. As she picked herself up and went back to her bedroom in tears, she was full of questions. What had she done? To herself? To Colin? What was going on here and who was involved? Time would give her the answers. Office with a view when Colin arrived back from his golf game later that morning Susan was anxious to leave. Even though she had truly enjoyed their honeymoon and felt very close to Colin, there had been just too much of everything since the wedding. There were two troublesome thoughts that she had just as soon disappear. First, there was that recurring, nagging if not erotic question about something going on in her life of which she was unaware. Second, the intensive and exhilarating sensation between her legs that could not be ignored but also without a doubt was directly attributed to Keith. Colin sat on the bed and pulled her down, letting his hands slide up her shorts. There were no panties to hinder his foraging hand. He let out a low whistle. Wow, are you ever wet? Colin was thrilled, an instant hard bulging in his pants. Of course, he thought the dampness was for him. The new husband was totally unaware of that morning's activities that occurred while he was out golfing. Sue knew better. Earlier that morning she had been aroused to a fever pitch and over the few hours it just wouldn't go away. Several times during those hours her hand had slipped down to quiet the itch, but she was unable to erase the excitement of what she had witnessed. As much as she hated to admit it Keith had exploded into her life, becoming much more of a factor than she could have ever imagined. Each time she started thinking about him she became very aroused. She mentally succumbed to the thought that he knew exactly what he did to her. She could tell by the look on his face and the knowing look in his eyes as if he were saying, 
You like what I do to you and we both know it. Maybe it was just her imagination, but he definitely had a swagger about him concerning her, and it didn't help at all that she had seen him naked. His body was nice overall, but what sent the huge jolt straight down through her, agitating an overly sensitive pussy and making her seat between her legs, was remembering the sight of that massive cock. And now, as Colin gently stroked her receptive clit, he only added to her burning frustration by asking if they could stay an extra day. He wanted to have an interview with a firm there in Houston and see what they had to offer. He already had offers in the Dallas area but wanted to remain open to any opportunities. Actually, Debbie was a close friend of the owner of the company and had already intervened on behalf of Colin. However, both she and the prospective employer agreed to keep that little tidbit to themselves, that there was no need for either Colin or Susan to know. It was a relieved if not uninformed Colin who was excited when Susan reluctantly agreed to stay. As Colin walked out of the room his head dropped. God, he loved that girl. How had all of this gone so far? It had been such an innocent bet at first. Now, it was as if he were an amateur gambler in Vegas trying to catch up. And unfortunately the only thing of value he had to offer was his young bride. To the captive betters to which he kept losing, there seemed to be no interest other than his new wife. Piece by piece, incident by incident, he offered his only collateral. The uniformed groom assumed that if he continued to offer his bride bit by bit that she would somehow disappear, that his newly acquired treasure would minimize until it just disappeared. It never once crossed his mind that it may be growing instead, with Susan becoming much more of a woman than when he first began to offer her to fulfill his lascivious bets. Eventually he would find out. Keith and Debbie were openly optimistic about Susan's agreement to stay. One more night. It not only opened up the rest of the day and evening for a relaxing dinner and activities around the pool but it also bought the two of them a little more time. The old thought that. Time is money. Rung true at that very moment. At the time they were dealing more with sexual expectations than cash but the eroticism was far more important than money. They both knew that each evening, each day, was a moment of opportunity that would soon be fleeting. The more little tidbits of Susan they tasted the more they wanted and the window of opportunity would close very fast. For Susan the day went well but she couldn't help but feel that all eyes were on her. She wasn't sure if the overwhelming attention being paid to her by everyone was because of the skimpy swimsuit she was wearing or because they really were trying to appease her. Or maybe it was none of the above. Maybe she was just oversensitive to her environment due to the huge buzzing sensation between her legs that refused to subside. Never in her life had Susan Rogers been so sexually inflamed. Just the slightest brush from anybody, including Debbie, seemed to send a jolt through her. Her frequent visits to the pool were not just to cool down. It was also meant to mask the wetness between her legs that she was afraid would be obvious. When the evening ended Keith and Debbie turned in, leaving the two of them alone in the late hour. Colin guided her into the hot tub as they had the remainder of the night to themselves. After a long romantic petting period, he slowly slid her suit off. At his insistence, she came out of the tub and nervously sat on the edge, her nipples instantly hard coming out of the heated water into the cool air. Using his fingers and then his mouth, he teased and then devoured, leaving her on the plateau of an impending orgasm each time for what seemed forever before gently guiding her back down without letting her come. Again, he would take her to the top, tease her to the verge of coming, and then bring her back down only to start all over again. It only took a few times of this for her to become a willing accomplice to anything he wanted. This was the sweet love that she wanted from her husband, not the explosive illicit sex that had been happening to her lately. She put her hands back behind herself for support, and at his request opened her legs wide for his tongue. He would lick and suck her for a while, then pull back and use his hands to keep positioning her so that the dim lighting would illuminate her crotch. I want to see your clit get hard, he said. The strange request was something she had never heard from him before. However, she realized that now they were husband and wife maybe the requests and his desires would change would become new. Still, it was a reluctant Susan that grudgingly complied to the unusual request. It left her so exposed, so raw, even in the poor lighting. He would back away a few feet at times and tease her into opening her legs wide for him and rubbing it a little with her fingers. Over a period of about thirty minutes of Colin's gentle coaxing the rubbing she gave herself gradually went from a few long, slow nervous strokes masked in the dim light to an obvious and uninhibited furious masturbation that exploded her over the edge. It was her first experience at being an exhibitionist. She absolutely loved it. Is this one on her new fringe benefits? He got out of the pool and lay back on some large towels, pulling her on top of him until Sue was straddling him, her knees on either side of his chest. He took great caution to have her face a certain way. 
Finally, his hard cock found his target. The screwing began and it ranged from slow and easy to torrid. Susan felt no requirement to be quiet so it became a vocal affair. Since she had already slammed through one orgasm, she was primed and the first hundred strokes sent her over the top again in a shuddering, noisy climax. Colin listened and encouraged her to be totally uninhibited. Especially tonight, he knew the more animated the better. Colin needed to be careful. She was quickly bringing him to the top and that was to be avoided. At his request, Sue really slowed it down for him, not wanting to make it end too soon. After a while, the super slow screwing she was giving him allowed her mind to drift back to earlier in the day. With those visions, even the slow strokes was too much and sent her over the top, moaning and muttering and pressing her breasts in his face. For Colin, it was perfect. He had no idea that there was outside influences flaming her passion. All he wanted was for her to have multiple orgasms as he stayed the course. Trying to keep control, Colin encouraged her and softly led her to let it all go, using his hands and mouth to make her body movements exaggerated. To Susan, it was as if he were trying to watch them from afar as she plunged up and down on him in long slow strokes, their bodies separating with each stroke and her head thrown back. Each stroke was so exaggerated that his swollen head would quickly come out of her, exposing itself briefly before gliding back in again. Susan couldn't help but think how very disappointed he would be if he only knew that her sex drive that night was being fueled with the vision of the two people lying in a near bedroom. And she would certainly have been disappointed if she knew what was going through Colin's mind. Finally, he bucked against her and begged her to drive hard and fast on him. She did, and it was more than enough to finish her off again as he exploded inside of her. It was a real comfort when it was over to know that they had come together as a husband and wife should. It was at that very moment that Colin saw the curtains close on the window just a few feet behind them. He took a deep breath. He knew he was playing both ends but if he had to work the system a little bit to lower his debt so be it. There was no way that Susan Rogers could have known that she had just put on a $500 performance for Debbie's enjoyment. Earlier that evening, with both Debbie and Keith sexually saturated with the vision of Susan prancing around in her tell-all bikini, it had been done in the form of a quiet, bet, between Debbie and Colin. Debbie initiated it but both really knew what it was, a fixed wager that Colin couldn't lose and a private performance that Debbie would consider well worth the money. There had been no agreement that there would be an audience but, after all, if she was going to pay she did have to have proof that the bride would loosen up for a very special midnight hot tub fuck. Didn't she? The next morning Keith was out of the house long before the girls were up and around. When Colin left for his appointment, Debbie suggested that she and Susan go out for a while. There were some chores she had to do and she had a dental appointment in the same building where Keith's office was located. Susan didn't want to be too casual so she chose to wear a short skirt and a blouse instead of shorts along with some slightly elevated heels. When they arrived at the building about noon, Sue was impressed. To be in a suburban location, the building was tall and very nice. To Susan's surprise, Debbie suggested that while she had to be at the dentist Sue should spend that hour with Keith in his office. She would meet up with her later for a late lunch. Susan was hesitant but what was she to say? They would be at his place of work and there could be no danger. She was concerned about dropping an unannounced but Debbie insisted it was fine. Debbie was right. Keith acted like it would have been a terrible day if Sue hadn't shown up as he introduced her to the immediate staff. When Debbie left, Keith guided her to his office. She knew that he was connected and had money, and his office reflected it. She really didn't know what he did, but the respect he received was evident. He paged his secretary and told her that there were to be absolutely no interruptions until his wife returned. For no reason at all, the call was ominous to Susan and she started to shake. All at once, they were alone again. He spent a little time showing her his office and lightly explaining what he did. It was plush, to say the least, with a full private bath. One other door led out of the office. He opened it and said that it was his favorite part. Sue looked in and saw that it was nothing more than just a dark narrow hallway that led to the main one outside his offices. That's my escape route, he said. Since he was one of the original tenants of the building, he had it built in. He explained that only he and Debbie had the keys and he had used it often to leave and come back when everybody thought he was in his office. He gave a mischievous grin and said that Debbie had called ahead a number of times and sneaked in for some daylight delight. Sue noticed that when they walked away he left the door slightly open. Then, as he was pointing out the view of downtown Houston in the distance, the concern she had about being behind closed doors became reality. While he stood behind her his right hand slowly started rubbing her arm. She brushed him away by walking away a distance as if she saw something. He followed, casually answering her questions, 
but again with his hands making contact. After a few seconds, she was out of questions and room at one end of the office. His touch left her arm and slid around to her right breast, cupping it with his hand. Sue shuddered. No, Keith. I don't want this. He paid no attention, playing with the nipple and kissing her neck lightly. She winced slightly at the touch of his lips on her neck, but involuntarily moving her head towards him as if in approval. That's how he took it, slipping his other arm from her shoulder and dropping it down and around her waist, his hand landing on her lower stomach. The kisses continued, his right hand moving over to her left breast and his left hand gently massaging her lower stomach through the thin skirt, bunching it up slightly as he inched his fingers downward. Turning her around, his arms went around her, pulling her to him for a very long, deep kiss. Sue was melting fast as it was and when his tongue started exploring hers it shattered the remains of her resistance. She was breathing hard, feeling her heart doing a fluttering beat, and that all-too-familiar feeling between her legs. None of these signals went unnoticed with Keith. He had been around this block before. Actually, he was a bit amused and surprised by her lack of resistance. Accepting her actions as unspoken approval, he guided her over near the hallway door, placing her on a small plush couch. Sue glanced into the darkness of the hallway through the partially open door, but gave it no more thought as he pulled her head toward him for another kiss. Keith sat beside her, covering her body with his, his hands never stopping their exploration and his tongue deep inside Sue's mouth doing a slow dance with hers. Susan's eyes closed, and she relaxed her tense body. He stayed there for several minutes, telling her how beautiful he thought she was and how much he was attracted to her. She was in the mood to accept anything he told her, each expression adding to the dampness she was already feeling. Keith sensed that she was totally open to his advances. He held his breath. Regardless of what had happened up to this point, this was a big moment. Slowly, he slid down off the couch to his knees in front of her. Sue was surprised at her disappointment when his mouth left hers. It had been so nice. He placed his hands between her knees and very slowly spread them, giving him an unhindered view of her under the short skirt. His little appreciative moan was audible. His hands went above her knees, pushed her legs wide apart before he leaned over and started trailing kisses up her legs right behind where his hands were teasing. Susan closed her eyes and lifted her hips slightly in reaction to his kisses. He took that chance to push her skirt up above her hips, exposing her thong. It was white, extremely frilly, and very French. He laughed inwardly as he recognized it as one he had bought for her in Paris. He whispered, I knew it would look great on you, and kept moving higher with his hands than his kisses. Susan had slid down so that her back was against the corner of the couch, and she was facing away from the open hallway door. Keith never lost a step. His hands never stopped their upward movement in a tantalizing slow process. The fingers were magic, each little circle making Sue's nerve ends explode as they crossed. Finally, mercifully he reached her panties. Those magic fingers never stopped tormenting her, teasing her through the little wisp of nothing that covered her as if they weren't there. She was not sure from where the biggest turn-on was coming, his fingers slowly teasing her sensitive pussy lips through the frilly lace, or the look on his face coupled with his ragged breathing. She was silently encouraging him with her gentle hip rotations and the soft moans pouring out of her while at the same time he spilled out non-stop compliments about her and expressing how she was his dream. After teasing her for what seemed forever his fingers finally went under the thong and found her, wet and swollen. Sue reacted with a soft moan. In her grog she didn't want him to stop and wasn't even going to pretend. Her legs opened wider as his fingers worked slow magic on her clit, finally slipping inside her expectant channel. When they did, she bucked her body up to meet them with a muted cry. They felt wonderful in there, alternating between slow long strokes and then rapid, hard thrust that made her body move against his fingers. Keith had his answer about Susan Rogers' availability. As a matter of fact, it was a bit amazing she had surrendered to his advances so easily. He correctly guessed that she had become so sexually saturated over the past days that it only took a tiny shove to create a sexual avalanche. Emboldened with the power she had so obviously bestowed him, he knew that he could tease a bit, go even further than he had envisioned. What he had envisioned would be a wham-bam, thank you ma'am. Venture had suddenly became an open playing field. Just as he knew she was about to come, he removed his fingers and peeled her thong off so slowly that it was torture for both of them. He took his thumbs and spread her wide open, giving kisses not on her mouth with his tongue searching for hers, but rather on her wet pussy with him receiving her clitoris in his mouth, slowly running his tongue over it. Sue was unaware that her cries were no longer so muted. 
Her hips were doing a slow involuntary rotation as he began a very slow, very soft sucking motion, slipping her clit in and out of his mouth, scrapping it with his teeth. It went very slowly. Finally, she couldn't hold it anymore and exploded, bucking so hard he had to work to stay with her. It was heaven. For both. Keith was on his knees on the floor but sort of extended out so that even though her legs went up over his shoulders she was not in a contorted position, but rather lie out. His hands had slipped under her hips, giving them support as he lifted them in the air. There was no doubt that he had complete control of her, and he was welcome to it, as she encouragingly whispered softly him with her moans. Yes, yes, It was soft, but it was very distinguishable. He slowed down for a long time, teasing her and allowing her to regain herself. Then, as if on cue, he sucked hard again, boiling her over again. For Sue, it wasn't the first time she had an orgasm with oral sex but it was certainly the very best. The way he was going about it showed that not only was her pleasure his first priority, but he couldn't get enough of pleasing her. If this was his repayment her for what had happened in the last couple of weeks, she considered it paid in full. He stayed at it for a long time, sucking and licking like it was a meal he had not had forever. Her hands alternated between the holding back of his neck to being stretched high above her head, soaking in the sensations. Slowly came the teasing, probing questions meant to excite even further. Has anyone else made you come like this? Does Colin make you feel this good? Sue answered, almost in a begging voice, telling him what he wanted to hear. It was the best she had ever received. Finally, he slowed down and the torrid eating became a gentle nibble. In the state she was in it was a little disappointing but she said nothing as she knew as well as he that their time was up. Finally, he stood up and pulled her forward on the couch. Her face was level with his waist. She almost fainted. It was almost more than she could take. Sometime, somehow, he had removed his pants during all this and she was staring straight at that monster cock not more than six inches away. If she had thought it was huge before, Sue swore it doubled in size at this range. He took her hands and placed them gently on it, fully feeling the full girth and length for the first time. Susan Rogers' heart jumped. It was astonishing, totally freakish. Do you want it? He asked. Her only answer was an unintelligible moan. Would you like to have it inside you? He asked again. He was being very gentle with his questions. Now was not the time to appear forceful. This had to be nothing more than a gentle coaxing, an invitation. Not a directed order. After a few seconds, Sue could only nod. Still was holding it. Slightly moving the skin up and down with both hands, she caused him to weave back and forth. You've not answered me. He whispered. He knew he had the power here. Yes, she said very quietly, hypnotized by the size of the head and the protruding veins. Yes, what, Susan? He was pressing a little, he knew, but he just wanted to hear it. I would like to have it inside me, Sue finally said, not believing those words had come from her mouth. There. It was done. He knew that she may very well change her mind immediately after the erotic haze burned off, but for now he had received her spoken approval. He was right. She regretted the words as soon as they had passed her lips. She was astonished at her muttering and knew it would never happen. Rather than being a jerk about it, he leaned over, tilted her mouth up to his, and gave her a super long deep kiss, his tongue feeling like it was well past her tonsils. Sue thought she could feel a spurt down between her legs and knew for a fact that it caused a reaction with him. She had it in her hand and felt a sudden lurch. He reached between her legs, slowly inserting two fingers. Susan, you probably don't want me half as much as I do you. Stay another night and you'll get what you want. Susan shook her head no. It was over. This had to stop now. Keith was not swayed. He knew he had her just where he wanted her, totally out of her comfort zone, totally unable to say, no, and mean it. Stay another night, Susan. It will be something magic that you'll never forget. He whispered. The fingers were deep in her, his thumb massaging her swollen clit and two fingers curling up to slowly caress her insides. The words burned her ears and his fingers were blissful inside her pussy. She could barely whisper, let alone speak. She knew she was coming again, her hips starting to slowly thrash about. Sensing her new surrender, Keith dropped down on his knees and once again buried his face between her legs, this time showing no sense of mercy and sucking on her clit like a vacuum. Just as he did, Sue turned to one side with her mouth wide open in a wordless scream. She could see over his shoulder straight into the narrowly opened hallway door. She gasped. There was Debbie, standing in the partially open door, her face fully in rapture, her eyes partially closed, her mouth fully opened. 
She had her skirt lifted and her hand was buried under her see-through panties, the busy fingers visible even from where Sule. Her hips were moving back and forth and her legs seemed to be having trouble standing. For some reason, maybe because she was escalating to what became a massive explosion, Sue didn't panic. Instead she just looked away, glancing back once to see if she was still there. By that time she was gone. Debbie had seen enough and wasn't going to ruin a good thing. There was nothing casual about what had happened in Keith's office. Her arrival wasn't an accident. She wasn't about to let Keith get all of the rewards for their hard work, their planning. She had moved quietly down the hallway, her left hand continuing to hold up her skirt, her right hand buried deep inside the top of her panties, furiously rubbing her clit as she listened to her new niece being ravaged by her husband's mouth. The scene in front of her had been riveting. By the sound of it, Susan Rogers was obviously at the top again and ready to come, Keith's mouth having become a machine, sucking her clit super fast and hard as if it were a penis. Out of the haze Susan realized what a sight she must really be. Her blouse still on, short skirt above her waist, and still wearing those platform shoes. But what she was experiencing was anything but panic. It had turned all so erotic, so exciting, so overpowering, that she actually wanted it to last longer. She closed her eyes as she ground against him, constantly whispering, Oh yes, oh yes, as he blasted her into another orgasm. Keith brought her down slowly. She was very tender and sensitive, which he recognized. His tongue became a feather and actually gave her a mini-orgasm during the cooling process. Finally, he stood up and pulled her up with him. His arms went around her and held her for a long time, kisses falling all over her face and lips. She could taste herself on his lips as her wetness transferred from his mouth to hers. I'm serious about you two staying tonight. I really want you to experience something, he said. At the moment, she was just too high and her nerves too alive to say no. She knew they would approach Colin and he would approve. Her silence was for all practical purposes a yes. Later, as Debbie stopped by to pick her up, innocent goodbyes were exchanged. Sue did notice some knowing looks and sly smiles from some of the female employees. Were they intimate about the situation or was she just walking gingerly? Her legs were still rubber and her pussy on fire, wanting more and still thinking about that huge thing. Over the next few hours Susan's thoughts wandered. How much did Debbie know about everything? How could there be so much coincidence, so many erotic happenings in such a short period? But most of all, there was the question of Colin, her new groom. There would be answers. Later. Much later. Chapter 3 Fulfillment After leaving Keith's office, Susan spent the afternoon piddling away the day with Debbie. If Deb was embarrassed about watching Keith and her that morning it certainly didn't show. Sue highly suspected and desperately hoped that Debbie didn't know she had seen her. What she knew for absolute certain was Debbie liked to watch. Of course Susan had no idea that she had already been the center of Debbie's attention the evening before when she had unwittingly played the starring role in the hot tub episode in what was, for all practical purposes, a private show bought and paid for Debbie's erotic pleasure. What was even more a surprise to Susan at the moment was her own lack of concern about the fact that she and Keith had been caught in action. She was shocked that it didn't bother her more. In her little warped world she was living right then it seemed to only enhance the excitement. Had her morals taken that much of a low road for the moment? Instead, everything that had happened earlier that day was not only vivid in her mind but was still leaving her tingling. It seemed that her hand was down between her legs every chance she got when she thought she was not being observed and that was plenty with Debbie sending her in and out of dressing rooms all afternoon. Try this on. Try that on. You don't want to look like an old lady when you interview. Let him see some boobs. With the sexually tainted style of clothing Debbie was suggesting you would have thought she was going to interview as a hooker, not a teacher. Debbie read her mind. Don't think for a minute that those principals in the hiring interviews aren't going to pay more attention to your body than your resume. You may be a bit naive, Susan, but you can't afford to be stupid. Susan knew deep down she was right. Even though the few outfits that Debbie selected for her as graduation gifts were professional they were also downright sultry. One dress in particular was outright sexy. Short, low cut. It left her more exposed than a bad cake. She would never have chosen it but Debbie insisted on it. She had no idea Debbie was dressing her for a special job interview. Susan liked them. It didn't hurt the thought process any that her thong was soaking wet and didn't seem to be in any great danger of becoming dry. As she nodded and said things Debbie wanted to hear as she spent tons of money, her mind was actually locked in on what Keith had said that morning. She remembered him talking her into staying another day and making references about showing her something magic. And 
experiencing something really great. But she was at a loss and wondering how this was going to sit with Colin. She had been in the throes of orgasm when she had agreed to stay and now wished she could take it back. Hopefully, Colin would pull her out of this. They were already days late getting back to Dallas. She would love to leave that very night. No luck. Or actually, nothing was being left to luck. Not with a sweet morsel such as Susan on the line, baited, fully hooked, and waiting only to be landed. Susan got a call from Colin telling them that he was deep inside a very promising interview and the meeting would involve a dinner with the owner that would take him well into the night with another interview the next day. Colin was wondering if it was okay to spend another night. Susan paled at her situation but agreed to stay. After all, his job interview was much, much more important than the twisted mess into which she had gotten herself involved. At the moment she had no idea that Colin's extended, job interview, was just another arrangement between Debbie and a friend, a ruse intended to free up the evening for a special anticipated activity. Unknown to either Colin or Susan, Colin was walking into an interview that had, at the least, been padded by a phone call from Debbie prior to Colin walking in the door. With Colin out of the way, Keith suggested the three of them meet for an early evening dinner, and Debbie locked them in. She wanted to eat at her favorite Chinese place which was not too far from home. They didn't even bother to go home before meeting Keith. The meal was as good as promised, but the most interesting part was the times when Susan was sure Keith had his hands on Debbie under the table. Deb would go quiet for a few minutes and would rock gently in the booth beside him, her eyes appearing to glaze. As soon as they got home a series of events began, making it an evening she was not likely to ever forget. Susan could tell by Debbie's voice that she was not totally recovered from the scene at the restaurant, and Keith still had a bulge in his pants when he walked in the door. They made an immediate excuse that allowed them to go to their room. Before doing so Keith came up behind Sue, slipped one arm around her to cup her breast, and slid his other down to just above her knees, slowly coming back up her leg, pulling her short skirt up with it. Her body and mind tensed. You will follow my directions without question tonight. Her lack of response was unacceptable. Go with me tonight, Susan. I'll take you where you've never been. His hands pinched her nipple and went under her thong to find her stiffened clit hidden in the gushing dampness. Neither had subsided since their midday rendezvous. Susan had no power to say no, so she just nodded slowly and quietly. It's very important that you watch something. Be very quiet and enjoy. With that, he reached down and took her thong off, hiding it under a sofa cushion. These will only be in our way. Susan didn't miss the R. He guided her toward his bedroom, holding her hand. Motioning her to stay in the hall, he quietly entered his room, leaving a sizable gap open with the door. Debbie came out shortly and approached the end of the bed totally nude, apparently just coming out of the shower. She was appreciative when he gathered her up in his arms and gave her a long kiss, then turned her around so he could take her breasts in each hand. When his right hand dropped down between her legs and gave out a low whistle, she laughed. Yes, it's wet. All of this is exciting me almost as much as she is you. Have you had this hard on all day? The hidden Susan knew the answer, and so did she. He didn't lie, admitting it had been with him ever since Sue came into his office that morning. Losing no time, he slipped his clothes off and lay back on the bed at an angle so that by looking to his left he could clearly see Susan, and she could easily see everything, including Debbie's face. Protruding from Keith was that massive tool, sticking obscenely up in the air. When he held his hands up to guide her to mount him Sue was surprised that the look she saw on her face was more apprehension than anticipation. She had been there before and obviously knew the perils of accepting him inside her. No matter how many times she had done it, each new episode was always an adventure. He reached between her legs and started rubbing her as she began the mount, maybe trying to manufacture as much lubrication as possible. Slowly, it all unfolded in front of the partially hidden Susan. Bent on her knees, Debbie took it in her hand and guided it between her legs. A slow rocking session began, barely visible at first, as she readied herself for the entry. Keith was watching her face closely and with his left hand slowly motioned for Sue to open the door wider so he could see her. She did so, amazed that all this was coming so natural for her now, with all sense of being caught swept aside by her voyeuristic side. She watched as Debbie was sliding him up and down her wet channel, lubricating him to the max. Finally, she poised for just a second as she guided him into her then slowly started pressing down accepting the leading edge of the head into her. Sue was fascinated with the scene. Within minutes her mouth was open and her face becoming contorted. Her hands slowly went down, the left pulling up her skirt above her waist and her right finding her clit in all that slippery dew. Keith was sharing his attention between Debbie's face and her, evidently torn between what was hotter. Susan's vote went to Debbie. 
By now she had accepted the head and was slowly moving down the shaft and her groans that were getting louder and, Sue realized, not particularly in pleasure. An occasional grimace on Deb's face told Susan this was uncomfortable if not without pain. Her appreciation of both of them increased dramatically as she watched them work together. As she provided a side show for him, Keith started a slow upward movement with his hips, impaling Deb a little deeper than she would might have gone at the time. Each time he did it, they were rewarded with a low, almost painful groan from her. He would look at Sue as if to say, I told you it would be exciting. Her hands were moving with fast steady strokes by then, not paying any thought of getting caught. Her legs were becoming jello, hardly able to hold the weight of her swaying body. Days, even hours, before she would have never thought voyeurism could be so provocative, so exciting. Before now, it had been a dirty word. Their experience at working together started to show as Debbie's movements and sounds took on a different tone. The slow strokes started to pick up speed and a tiny smile started to creep onto her face. Sue could see there was a lot of him left for her to take, even from where she was watching, but Debbie was changing tactics and the rhythm picked up speed as she went down a little further each time. Her groans turned to moans and he began to join her with his mutterings. Sue knew that she was right there with him, having to suppress any noise but continuing with her busy fingers. She had to lean against lean against the doorframe to steady her quivering legs, undeterred by the fleeting thought that she was even more exposed to Debbie. She could have easily seen her. But she didn't. Debbie was making sure of that. Just as with the few incidents in the past few days that had been staged, so was this show. This was no fluke. It was a well-planned and executed demonstration to arouse the new bride to a fever pitch, to make her resolve so weak there was no possible way she would shun the advances that were sure to follow. A hard-driving cock brought Debbie's thoughts back to her own situation. Suddenly, with no visibly long build-up, she suddenly threw her head back, moaned real loud, and started to come. When she did, she threw herself without mercy on his cock, impaling it all the way to the hilt as she bounced on top, swinging her head about as she continued. It wasn't quick. She came for a long time. It became too much for Keith and when he came with a series of grunts it took Susan over, too, jerking around and sliding down and away from the door as her weak legs deserted her. In the bedroom, Keith whispered his appreciation to Debbie as she slowed down and eventually came to a full stop. Recognizing their decline, Sue pulled the door nearly shut and stepped back, feeling the terror again of getting caught. Inside, the couple had began a quiet conversation. Susan didn't want to stick around. She quickly went out by the pool. A few minutes later Keith found her, without hesitation gathering her in his arms and kissing her deeply. As he slid his hand between her legs, he let out an appreciative. Wow and simply said, that was only an appetizer. The best is yet to come. Debbie came out twenty minutes later, walking gingerly out to the pool with a slight rolling of her hips broadcasting her recent sex. Any man would have picked up on it. Sue had a new appreciation for her, and now wondered where she stood in comparison to her. They spoke for a short while before Debbie asked if Sue would be terribly upset if she had to leave for a while. She had a previously planned engagement that she had almost forgotten. She was no sooner out the door when Keith asked the stunned Susan to go put on the green negligee that he had bought her in Paris. It was time that to say. No. This had gone way too far already and, wet pussy or not, it was up to her to put an end to it. She would have, too, if she hadn't been so sexually saturated, so mesmerized by the day's events that all thoughts were guided from between her legs. And that cock. My god, she still couldn't completely comprehend that it was a reality. In her frame of mind she made the only decision that seemed even remotely viable. As soon as she stood up from the couch to give in to his request, Keith knew right then that he was in total control, that she would do anything he asked. Now, it was just a matter of how far-reaching, how imaginative his actions could take them. She had nodded numbly, went to their room, and dug it out from where she had hidden it, and put it on. She had to admit his taste was good. It looked really nice, being a very thin, almost gauze-like light green material that tied together several times down the front with some little ribbon ties. Underneath was a very abbreviated transparent bra and thong that was of a darker green color. When she came out, his eyes told her all she needed to know about his approval. Leading her, he had her sit down at one end of a small couch and he took the other end. Instead of touching her, she was taken by surprise when he began to just talk. But that was where the two of them were at the time. She was totally infatuated with the man. He knew it and was now wanting to dominate rather than just seduce. This was going to be fun. I know that the past couple of weeks have taken you totally out of your known world, and that I have taken advantage of you. What you need to know is that you have telegraphed sensuality ever since we've met. 
I'm sure I'm not the only man to pick up on it and won't be the last. I'm just the one that took a chance and moved on it. You've proven to me that, without a doubt, I was right. Susan Rogers, you want my cock in the worst way. Susan blanched under the bold statement. It was bad enough that it was stated so bluntly. It was even worse that it was true. And they both knew it. I wanted you to watch Debbie and I tonight to show you something. He spoke. Susan listened. The reason that I wanted you to watch is to let you know that sex with me is not easy. But when it works it is something that you will never experience with another man, no matter how much you love or want him. The other reason is I wanted you to see how attracted I am to you and how much you excite me. I intentionally had Debbie drain me so that we can start new. It will allow me to stay hard for you for a long time. There was a quiver between her legs as he spoke softly. She wasn't too sure if it was from his honest outpouring, anticipation, or fear. What was she supposed to do? Nod in agreement? Say. Wow. She remained silent and stared straight at his eyes. Then he just quietly looked at her and said, So, are you willing? Do you want me as bad as I think you do and as badly as I want you? I don't want you to feel forced. Her prolonged silence must have been answer enough. He slid over next to her and started kissing her as his hands ran over her body. He made nice comments about how sexy she was in that outfit, and it was too bad he would not get to see them all. He stood up and took off his clothes and sat back down on the other end of the couch, lifting his right leg up over the back of the couch and dropping his other on the floor, leaving him extremely exposed, his cock hanging like a huge hose between his legs. He spoke to her like a teacher speaking to a student. The first thing I want is for you to know how much I want you and how excited I get by being with you. I want you to start touching yourself, starting high at first then follow your instincts. We won't touch each other during this time. I want you to watch what happens. He casually lay back against the arm of the couch and waited. She had no idea that he was holding his breath, hoping that the assuring facade he openly presented was not giving away the frailness of it all. For all his confidence, this was a make or break. It was an extremely awkward moment. He held his breath, thinking he had taken it too far. Susan hesitated. This was all so bizarre, so totally surreal. My God, she was a newlywed, barely out of the ceremony. If she hadn't already been sexually saturated from the past weeks, hadn't been riding this sensuous crescent, there was no way she would have been able to comply. But that was not the case. The current atmosphere, her present frame of mind, wasn't Susan Rogers the dedicated newlywed. Instead, it was Susan Rogers the sexually saturated and anticipating woman. She moved her hands to her breasts and slowly caressed her nipples. Any inhibition she should have had deserted her. She felt like she was in one of those strip clubs, doing a private dance for him with the anticipated payoff not being Bill stuck in her thong, but that massive cock driving into her pussy. After a few minutes she felt herself moving with her own touch, closing her eyes at times and staring deep into his at others. He never took his eyes from her, appreciating every move. Her fingers went from swollen nipples to slowly untying the little ribbons in front. She seemed to be frozen in slow motion, feeling no desire to hurry her show. After about five minutes, she watched him slowly start to grow. As if she weren't already totally saturated with her situation, what she was about to witness totally submersed her, body and soul. He kept his hands behind his head at all times, never touching himself. His eyes were closed slightly and his breathing heavy as he watched her. Slowly, his penis started to move slightly as if coming out of a sleep. By then she had her top wide open, her rigid nipples protruding fully through the nothing bra, and her hands had began a southern migration down to the top of the transparent thong. As she watched him and started her delicious descent into depravity, she had no idea of the depths she would reach. If there had ever been a turning around point, she had obviously missed it. She was in an unintended sexual freefall with no desire to stop. She also missed Debbie standing just outside the room, lurking quietly in the darkness as a witness to Susan's total debauchery. Tonight, she would stay a hidden witness. She knew full well that she would experience the same orgasms that they would enjoy. But mostly she was there to record the event. Oh yes, Susan. Both Keith and Debbie knew these would be Kodak moments. The two digital cameras with additional memory cards that were lying on the table beside Debbie would ensure that. Inside, Susan watched in awe. Or fear. Or anticipation. In slow motion, his cock slowly lumbered to life. He was not circumcised, so the head was still partly hooded as she could see it turn purple and start to swell. Her fingers slowly tantalized her clit as she observed this amazing development before her. His progress was as excruciatingly slow as it was erotic. 
watching his face was almost as great a turn-on as watching him get hard. She was moving fast and knew she was going to have an orgasm any time, possibly spoiling everything. As if on cue, he quietly said with a raspy voice, Take your panties off so I can see inside you. What a request. He wanted to see up her exposed pussy? It was so raw, so vulgar. So demanding. So exciting. It almost pushed her over the top. Her thong was already down low from her invading hand, but she slipped them down and off, leaving them dangling on one foot. Her fingers migrated back to unfinished business, wanting to quench the fire. He froze her in place. He had no intention of hurrying this. It would most certainly be a one-shot night. Use your fingers to open yourself up. I want to see your clit. Susan moaned. Where was that little word? Could. No. Be all that far away from her mouth? Instead she barely hesitated, using both hands to open herself wide for his pleasure, exposing the bundle of nerves that she knew had grown stiff and slipped out of its little protective hood. He let out a small moan and he grew even more. By this time he was sticking well up into the air, about halfway hard. The head had pushed the foreskin almost all the way down, and Susan could see a little droplet coming out of the eye of what was becoming a St. Bernard head. He continued to keep his hands tucked under his head, which even the inexperienced bride knew had to be a real test of his patience. Keith, the experienced cock, now had total control. He knew it. Susan Rogers, that shy newlywed, did not have any control at all. She knew it. She lacked his patience, and being on the edge of orgasm, reached for herself again. Not yet. He coaxed. Make yourself wait. The new wife groaned with disappointment but followed his lead. Here they were, just propped up on their backs, taking an up-close and personal view of each other's genitals. She would never have put that high on her list of erotic notions, but in reality it was unbelievable. She continued to hold herself wide for him, trying not to block his view as she squirmed in the seat, grinding her legs together then opening them wide. Her ass was in constant motion, grinding small circles and pumping up and down. At last, he told her to continue. Go ahead, he said softly. Thankfully, it came out more of an invitation than an order. Her fingers flew to her clit like a magnet, furiously trying to quiet the rage. It didn't take long as she found the intense pressure and speed too much, exploding in a climax for him that no longer had to be subdued. She wailed and wailed in front of him as she gushed, her hips thrashing off the couch as her feet dug in. She could see his reaction through her gyrations as he was bucking back and forth and making strange sounds. His cock was at full staff, huge and menacing as it stood in a huge curve. The purple head was monstrous when totally unsheathed, dripping and wet. Her mouth hung open, her pussy liquid as she savored the moment. From a distance he was large. Up close, he was incredibly massive. Mother never told her about this. Finally, relief came when he slowly stood up, kneeled down on the floor right beside her, took her hands from her and placed her right hand on his shaft. One of his hands went to her breast, the other replacing her fingers inside of her. Instead of teasing her clit, though, he slid two fingers deep inside her, and then curled them back towards the front. The impact was immediate and devastating. So that was where the G-spot was. She gasped and grasped him harder as she responded to his touch. God, the man was huge. Do you like it? It jolted her. It was so raw, so unladylike. She mumbled something. He was not satisfied. Do you like it? He looked at her with the question. Yes, was the soft answer. Do you think you can take it? A long hesitation. She knew she was in a bad situation. Anything but the truth seemed ridiculous at the time. I don't know. Was the best she could do. It really scared her now that she realized her hand could hardly handle the full girth. The length was an entirely different thing altogether. She had been astounded with the size before but not apprehensive as she was now, knowing that she was moments away from allowing him to enter her with that club. He pushed her little top up and started kissing her breasts. He increased the pressure and speed inside of her with his hand, then shocked her with some questions. She had thought at that point that she was past shock. Do you like to suck, Colin? He asked. She hesitated before answering. Yes. It was a bit silly to try to hide something like that at this stage. Keith was totally confident of the situation. Susan Rogers was going nowhere except to a bed. Now was the time to get pushy. How about Blake and Blaine? He teased. She looked at him in surprise and emphatically said, No. Wherever did he get such an idea? I was just asking. I know they are all close. After a few more seconds with his fingers tormenting her, he leaned closer. 
This was adding a little bit of fun to what was such a perfect situation. Have they ever felt you up? She wondered if he noticed the hesitation when she lied and said, No. Um. He waited just a minute. Wasn't it I? After all that had already happened, even with his fingers buried in her, he knew she was uncomfortable telling a little lie. They've never tried to make a pass at you. His hands came out of her, lifting one of her legs up over his shoulder. He took both her hands in his and buried his face in her slushy crotch, his mouth and tongue finding the swollen clit. When her body arched forward with the sudden sensation, he spoke again. They've never touched you? He wasn't going to let it go. One time Blake did. She finally sighed. Her quivering clit was making her admit more than she would have at another time. What happened? He caught me by surprise one night and touched me under my dress. Touched you where? He brushed me with his fingers for just a second. Brushed where? Susan turned her head. How far would he take her into depravity? My pussy. Did it feel good? Susan hesitated, so he looked up at her before he gave her clit a long, hard suck. Y-S-S-S. It just swooshed out. Then, as if he were satisfied with everything, he stood up slowly and took her hand gently into his. If you want me, leave me to your bed. He softly said. Susan was riding high and wanted him badly. What should have been concerns about giving herself to a man other than her husband was instead fear of the size of him. Her pussy won out over her brain. Removing the tiny thong off her foot and leaving her top wide open, she slowly got up and with his hand in hers started towards his bedroom. No, I want to fuck you in the same bed as Colin. A little bit surprised, she said nothing and led him to their guest room. She might not have been so compliant if she had truly realized what was ahead. As they walked he turned out all the lights. The house was pitch black except for her bedroom. Keith turned on every lamp and light he could find in that room. Without bothering to close the bedroom door, Keith pulled her into his arms and after a long kiss said, I can't begin to tell you how long I've waited for this. There was no need for foreplay. She was soaking wet, he was menacingly hard, and they had been having foreplay for two weeks. Get on top, he instructed. It'll give you control of everything. Looking down at him, she numbly agreed. She didn't think she wanted to be ripped apart when he got caught up in the passion. Actually, it was all part of a carefully devised plan. He slipped her out of the rest of her negligee, leaving her nude for his twinkling eyes. Meticulously positioning himself on the bed he then motioned her over, his cock hard as steel as it protruded up over his stomach. As for Susan, she felt incredibly hot and slippery. Surely she could do this. She straddled him gently, pulling her knees up above his hips, her wet lips just above that huge head. Before letting it touch her, she began to slide herself up and down the shaft, spreading the moisture and finally getting a feel for the size. Every time she thought she knew how big he was, something happened to make her know she was underestimating him. She allowed herself the luxury to glide back and forth along the length of it. Her labia had separated as far as it would, the lips clasping his cock as she slid up and down the length in a warm, wet embrace. Each time she reached the top of his shaft, she could feel her clit rubbing the underside of the monster head, adding to the sensation she already felt and increasing the much-needed lubrication. He held himself perfectly still during all of this, but his mouth gave him away with the continuous flow of small moans. Finally, Sue rose slightly, grasping him with her left hand and guiding the head to its target. Sensing that the moment had come, he pulled her forward and gave her a deep kiss, his hands moving to her nipples, applying a soft massage to each one. It's time, he said quietly. A year's wait was over. She said nothing but started a slow, methodical motion, getting the feel of him inside her lips, pressing against her entry. Slowly, with all the nerve she could muster, she pressed forward a tiny fraction with each rocking motion. It was like a rock thrown in a pool, the ripple starting from the center of her vagina and going out in directions simultaneously filling her until it just stopped. She gasped as she realized he had filled her labia without so much as a small entry into her vagina. It was like she had run up against a wall. He recognized the hesitation. Just keep rocking back and forth slowly. He cooed softly to her. She felt almost paralyzed as she followed his suggestion. With barely any downward pressure, she began a real slow rocking motion on his head. The shaft was a long ways back. Sue was wondering if this was going to be like a train going through a tunnel, where once the engine gets through the rest would follow with ease. Surely the entire shaft would not be this difficult. With the encouragement of his words and light kisses, she felt him inching very, very slowly into her. Besides the warmth of his mouth and the steady manipulation of her nipples, what she felt most right then was pain. 
The pressure on the tender entrance of her vagina was overwhelming, concerns starting to rise about it starting to tear. As much as it embarrassed her, she started to whimper and moved back off him, releasing the pressure to some degree. He answered by giving her a real long gentle kiss, moving his hands from her breast to her hips and telling her not to worry, that she didn't have to continue. Even thought she was tempted to take him up on it, once again she started her small motions, pressing the head against inside the wetness. She could feel him working with her, applying a gentle but constant pressure towards her. Gradually, slower than slow, quarter inch by quarter inch, the immense width of his swollen head filled her swollen lips. Sue tried to relax her muscles to allow the entry. Finally, through her groaning and whimpering, she felt his head totally enter her. Her walls stretched around it, grasping the shaft. Sue heard him gasp with the pleasure, and his body jerked slightly with the entry. She couldn't believe how tight it felt. No matter how much she had envisioned it, there was still no preparation for the real event. How was she going to continue taking him? A silent voice from the darkened hallway just outside their room answered her unspoken question. Very carefully, little girl. A shaking Debbie stood in the darkness, her unstable hands barely able to control the digital camera that had already snapped off a dozen or so pictures. She knew before the evening was over there would be hundreds. The silent shutter was recording the story, the flash turned off and the camera depending on the lighted room. That was Debbie's viewpoint. Keith's answer was not long to come. He began to very gently prod her on the ass with his hands, indicating it was time to proceed. Slowly, slowly, slowly she resumed her tiny pumping motions. Sue wasn't too sure that she was even getting penetration until she felt the burn as he filled her. Pressing her on all sides, her channel was totally packed, feeling like there was no possible room left for expansion. The pain and the heat were becoming unbearable, and she was ashamed of the obvious discomfort that she was telegraphing to Keith. She can't believe that she had been so presumptuous to think she could handle him. Her admiration for Debbie grew tenfold in that five minutes. Outside, Debbie had to admit that, all things given, the kid was doing damned good. Through it all came the soft encouragements from Keith. Slowly kneading her ass and running his hands up her back and around to her breasts, he comforted her with small then deep kisses, encouraging her and making sure she knew she could quit at any time. She looked down between them and realized she had taken no more than half of him. She had to stop for a while. Keith wasn't stupid about it. He had been there lots of times with other women and, unlike the others, he was sure this would be a one-shot experience with Susan. He didn't want to lose the moment. Keep up with the little strokes, don't force it. It'll feel good to both of us even if you can't go all the way. She moved forward again, doing her best to relax those inner muscles. The change was excruciatingly slow. Through the pain, she actually started feeling something good. It wasn't overpowering or an explosion, but just some pleasure starting to intermingle with the burning sensation. She felt so stuffed that it was frightening, yet there was that new glimmer on the horizon. She backed off trying to penetrate anymore, staying at the depths she was in very slowly picking up the tempo. It would hurt, and then would feel good, then hurt again. She stayed there for a long time, maybe minutes, when she realized the hurt was gone and was replaced by deep, deep sensations throbbing way inside of her. At that time, she realized that she might not ever be able to take all of him but might be able to please them both even at half-staff. Keith was on the exact wavelength. He had something in mind, a plan. This was a one-shot affair. Caution was not the word of the night. He continued to let her set the pace, his hands gently riding the motions of her ass as it rose and fell in small amounts. His kisses and the attention to her nipples were mixed in, always at the very perfect time. Right there. He whispered to her. Just stay where you are. Susan needed no more encouragement. If he wanted he to stop her progress that was fine with her. She had buried him deep enough for her pleasure. She wasn't in the mood to be a martyr. She now fully realized that the man was a sexual god. How could any woman not get off on him? His hands on her ass guided her. She changed tactics and started a slow pumping action, not trying to take any more of him but instead working with what she had, going back up to the top of him and back down to that comfort zone, almost exposing his head out of her when she went to the top. The results were magnificent. She couldn't believe the pleasure it was giving her now, the fullness of him inside her without the pain. His voice was giving her all the positive feedback she needed. He was feeling as much as she. Now that she had let myself expand, even if she hadn't taken all the way she felt wonderfully full and was totally connected with that staff, driving into it without reservation, feeling the power she had over him at the time. Sue clinched down rhythmically with her vaginal muscles, going down real slow then coming back up quickly. Keith loved it. She was wonderfully tight, and worked her ass as if a pro. 
He would let her reach an orgasm this way. Then, well then. Debbie's fingers moved from her shutter button to her clit. Already, by their soft murmurs that transcended the short distance, and from what she could see, the young bride was in for a huge awakening before the night was over. And she would record it all. Even from the start, she had made sure she was capturing the look of rapture on Susan Rogers' face in addition to the sexual act itself. The body actions told what happened. Her face would tell the real story. Susan realized both of them were sweating profusely when one of her drops fell into her constantly open mouth. It was then she realized with all her gyrations, she was spouting a non-ending stream of verbal appreciation for him. And two of three of them knew he was no more than half the way in. It came slowly, the build-up quieter than one would have thought under the circumstances. Maybe Keith detected it before she did. While her thoughts were concentrated on the huge shaft that she had obviously failed to take in its entirety, his were more on her, and the newly detected pulsating pussy that was advertising an impending orgasm. Even Debbie recognized it. The quickened pumping, the cheeks of Sue's ass beginning to clinch and release. Oh yeah? Get the camera ready. All at once it was there. Thirty seconds. That's all the warning she got. From the time she realized she was there until she was a squirming, writhing mass spouting her pleasure for anybody to hear was about thirty seconds. She was totally out of it. Her strokes were fast, his head coming almost all the way out before plunging back in in rapid succession, an orgasm steaming very quickly up the line. Keith couldn't afford to be caught up in it. He stood perfectly still, allowing her to explode around his cock without taking him over the top. It was more than just difficult. She had absolutely the tightest pussy he had ever fucked. Outside, the heavy-breathing Debbie was as impressed with Keith for holding his wad as she was with the explosion Susan was broadcasting to everyone. Her shaking hands did their best, rapidly recording it all but focusing mainly on Susan's face. That raw, unbridled look of rapture was priceless. His cock may have caused memory loss but at the time Sue couldn't remember ever coming so hard. Keith was closer to her thoughts than was safe. It was time to move on. He had plans for the young bride and there was no way he could continue to service that wonderful pussy without it driving him over the top. Susan was still riding high when he turned her over, laying her on her back. He looked slightly at the door and rearranged her until he knew it was perfect. Slowly, he lifted each of her legs over his shoulders. Peeking in, an astonished Debbie blanched and her mouth flew open. Quickly she grabbed the camera that she had just fully loaded. She had been there before. She knew exactly what was about to happen. This was going to be an event that she knew for a fact that Susan Rogers, that innocent young kid, would remember forever. So would Debbie and Keith because she would be able to capture it from only six feet away. Her face. Debbie especially wanted to capture her face. Keith looked at the open door. Deb knew exactly what he wanted. Was he positioned right? Was Sue positioned right? Two things were paramount to be captured. His cock against Susan's pussy and the look on Sue's face. Out of the darkness came one hand, thumb against finger indicating it was a go. Susan missed it all. She was flat on her back, still writhing continuously from the orgasm that wouldn't go away and feeling the head of his cock settling in gently against her vagina. My God, he felt good. Surely nothing could be better than this. Keith's whisper broke the silence and her thoughts. Even Debbie could hear. Told you that you'd be wonderful, didn't I? His eyes had a glazed look on them telling her that she had pleased him immensely. Welcome to my world, Susan Rogers. She barely heard him. When she did speak, it certainly wasn't with an answer. Click, click, click. Click. Debbie hit it exactly on time. It was as if she and Keith had pushed the buttons at the exact time. It was unintelligible, and it was loud when it poured out of Susan Rogers' innocent mouth. Without warning, Keith had plunged straight down, burying his fully extended shaft as deep as possible into the unexpected pussy, ripping her soft walls apart and filling her unmercifully from top to bottom before his balls slapped hard against her ass. Susan screamed her pain, her surprise. He was killing her. Captured on a digital card was her mouth wide open, her eyes flown wide and bulging out in disbelief. Debbie had done it perfectly. Clearly captured was his swollen head hovering above the innocent unsuspected pussy, then it buried to the hilt, then her astonished face. It was priceless. The camera rolled. The head came out, clearly in view, then slammed again into the unwelcoming and tortured pussy. Susan screamed again in protest. No, 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 no. My God, it hurt. 
Keith knew it would. Debbie knew it would. They also knew it would not damage. If she had already taken him halfway and responded with an overpowering orgasm this was only the icing on the cake. In minutes they both knew she would explode as never before and that she would never forget it. And the cameras clicking and clicking away wouldn't let them forget it either. And one other person. One special person. Susan was astonished, frightened, in pain and scared. He was on top, she on bottom with her ankles above her shoulders. There would be no escape. A-U-G-D-G-G-H-H-H-H-H-H. Again. That menacing staff, that cock she thought so wonderful just moments ago, had just introduced himself again to her strained pussy. Strange thoughts at a strange time. I took all of him. It flashed through her mind in a nanosecond. How odd. She was almost proud. The head to the top. Hesitation while the shutter did its work. The head slammed to the utmost depth. Hesitation while the camera did its work, both in the mesh crotches and the contorted bride's face. Perfect. Again and again. I'm going to fuck you until you pass out, you little whore. Everybody knew exactly what it was. Sweet talk. Words spoken to tell the other how incredibly wonderful they were. For the first time, a little buzz went off in the back of Debbie's mind. Huyum. The. A u u g g g g h h h h Was slowly becoming an. U-U-M-M-M-M. As Keith pounded without mercy. Another small change. Um. 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 Uh. Uh. Um. Instead of oh. Oh oh. Each stroke extracted a reaction. The changes were small but easily detectable. It had gone much quicker than Debbie or Keith either one would have imagined. This innocent little wife was taking him stroke for stroke. Susan winced with every stroke, both up and back. Especially hard to absorb was when he came down, hammering into the back of her without mercy. But there was a difference. The pressure was still there, the sensation of being filled well beyond her capacity easily quite obvious. What was quickly deteriorating was the burning sensation that had caused such pain. She could handle that. The mouth was still thrown wide open. It had not closed in five minutes. The moaning and fitful begs were still very audible. There was discomfort at times. Things change. Keith felt it when it happened. The little tightening of her legs. The slight pressure from her arms that were wrapped around him on each downward stroke. He had been there many times with many women. She was there. Fuck me, Susan. Ride my cock until we come. Susan almost came right then. It was enough that she was filled to an extent she thought totally impossible. To hear him beg was altogether another thing. Where did this new Susan Rogers come from? No, you fuck me, you asshole. Oh, the audacity of it. Debbie came. She was totally naked and barely rubbed herself when she exploded. She loved Susan's response to Keith. It was perfect. So did he. He slammed. He pounded. Debbie recovered. Click, click, click. Susan Rogers muttered obscenities. She wrapped her arms around him, her legs flailing. It was all she could take. She slammed herself up against him harder and harder, grinding herself against him with each downward stroke. He thrust himself off the bed and threw his head back while uttering a deep groan. It only heightened her excitement, and she jammed up hard one last time catching him coming down and driving him impossible deep. Suddenly, the explosion. Certainly nothing she had ever imagined possible. Susan Rogers came on his shaft like she had never before. Wave after wave came across her as she shook all over. She could feel him pumping hard into her, no longer trying to save himself. It was time. He cupped her breast painfully and then exploded within her with more of a scream than a moan. He bucked forward so deep within the bowels of her vagina she could feel his semen spurting against her cervix. Not that she had ever quit coming before, but the pressure of his orgasm sent her shaking and screaming all over again. This was not sweet love. This was not intercourse. This was a hard, hard-driving fuck between two people and it was priceless. Who said size didn't matter? Keith was a sexual monster. Susan realized it more than ever. Perhaps it was just his staying power, maybe because she just excited him so, but he never stopped for rest. The fuck began in earnest. Sue remembered him saying he had intentionally let Debbie drain him so that he could start fresh with them. She was mentally thanking Deb as he gained new strength and pounded her again unmercifully. As his cock went from bearing his head on the upward stroke to slamming her pelvis on the down, there was no part of her cavity not filled. Her clit was grinding into him with every stroke. Click. 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 It was about then when she started telling him how much she loved him. 
It wasn't so much a declaration of her heart as a total abandonment of her body and senses to him. Whatever it was, the words drove him deeper and faster. The clicking stopped. Sue couldn't stop coming and kept up the sensuous chatter. He punished her with his force and rewarded her with loud moans that never ceased. Constantly, her body was driving up to meet his with every stroke. Her legs couldn't decide whether to stick out wide to accommodate him or trying to wrap around that driving ass, so she alternated, keeping them in perpetual motion. She was ready to come again. He begged her to wait. It was perfect. The explosion from within him was slow, ferociously hard, and frightfully noisy. He pushed himself up off her with his hands, his body still slamming into her, and he came with what could not be described any way other way than a scream. She was right there with him, discharging again with her own noisy climax. It wouldn't stop for either of them. It was far away the longest and most intense orgasm she had ever had or would have. The silence outside the room was deafening. As she slowly stroked herself to still another orgasm, Debbie had abandoned the cameras. Enough was enough. Besides, this was taking an entirely new direction. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Debbie smiled. She would never have thought the little bitch would be so easy. But now it was obviously turning from sex to romance. She almost came again thinking of what was to come later, the next day or so. She had yet another wonderful surprise for her little innocent niece. Cum was running down out of Susan and down her ass, spreading out on her inner thighs. She felt insatiably nasty. At the end, he crashed down hard on top of her, totally spent. His mouth found hers and never left it for minutes, long and hot, his tongue and hers becoming one. As she writhed nonstop below him, she realized that if she wanted him he was hers as much as she was his. And she did want him. Through all this, she wanted more and would have screwed him all night if they had the time, and he the energy. As Debbie watched from only feet away, she finally saw the final straw. That they were engaged in a long, slow fuck didn't bother her. That his arms were wrapped tightly around her while he smothered her mouth and breasts meant nothing. After all, this was sex, heavy, heavy sex. It was when Susan Rogers' hands slipped slightly around the back of her husband's neck and began a gentle massage as her body gently responded to his slow offering that caught Debbie's attention. This was definitely going way past just a great fuck. Okay. She muttered to herself. I know when enough is enough. She wasn't angry or even upset, just prudent. They had a great life and two wonderful kids. She liked Susan and knew she had a wonderful future with Colin. As fun as it had been it was time to move on. She smiled as she walked away. God damned, she liked this new niece. She was one hell of a woman. She slid away into the darkness. Burying herself in their office, she carefully started downloading the photos onto her computer. Even Keith didn't know the two of them had been left alone. Finally, after at least thirty minutes of sensuous after-sex lovemaking, he got up. Fully naked, he departed the room. Sue went straight to the bathroom and couldn't believe that she was masturbating in the shower. Cum was pouring out of her, and she was just now letting Colin come back into my mind. But instead of soft thoughts imploring his forgiveness, what they were saying was, Colin, I love you and always will, but our lovemaking will never, never meet this. She got dressed and left their room, the door still wide open. As she walked out of the bedroom she noticed that a small table had been pushed up right against their door. She looked down and saw something lying there. She picked it up, and it was a lens cap that said Canon on it. She froze in place, and then thought to put it back where she had found it. Oh, Colin. What have I done to us? Even before she could see the others she could hear Colin speaking very excited to Keith and Debbie. His job interview must have gone very well. Debbie watched her she approached. Susan Rogers was walking as if she still had a hard cock between her legs. Debbie smiled and asked to be excused for a moment. No doubt she was ready. It was time to make that call. When she dialed with shaking hands, she was rewarded with a familiar and anxious voice on the other end. Five weeks and three days later, both Colin and Susan Rogers were being driven in a company van from the small airport to their new apartment on the western coast of Australia. Epilogue. Strike three. Back to the present, Western Australia, the ball game, and Susan's lofty perch. Susan's futile attention to the ball game outside her window was quickly waning. Even though the amount of times Colin glanced up and the strained look on his face was a bit discerning, she couldn't concentrate on him. Even her lascivious thoughts of what had happened in the past, the flashback to those first few weeks of their marriage, suddenly gave way to the present. All thoughts, all senses turned to the moment at hand. Or rather, at mouth. A sudden, particularly hard suck on her swollen clit brought her attention right back between her legs. 
staring up at her through her spread legs, sucking slowly on a hardened clit, was Eric Olson. Eric was one of the lead engineers on the site, and was qualified to fly the company helicopters that were used extensively to transport the crews to the offshore site where the job sites were. He was also very, very Norwegian. Along with his handsome features and rugged body came a very strong Norwegian accent. His appearance and light-hearted approach to life belied his thirty-five years. He had been at this particular site for the past five years and was a hand-picked favorite of the gentleman who owned the company, for more reasons than just professionally. His quick smile, his heart-melting good looks, and that romantic accent brought all the women to their knees. And many, to their backs. In the isolated assignment, it only took a few months for the newlywed Rogers family to discover what everybody else already knew. With nothing else to do, the entire compound and its adult inhabitants were totally submerged in sex. Hot, writhing, gushing undulated sex, both hidden and overt. If this in itself wasn't enough to build a den of sin, the fact that almost all of the company employees, men and women alike, rotated out to the offshore sites for any place from a week to ten days at a time didn't help any. Too many men, too many women, too much time on their hands. It was just natural that the sex would spill out of the bedrooms and onto the compound. Sex toys in that small compound were as common as cellular telephones in America. The lady running the post office kept a running diary of who was receiving these little, unmarked packages. And if you were in her favor, you too would know when there was a new arrival and which couple were the excited recipients. Not to mention that the walls in the condos were thin. What caught Susan's attention right off was the unusual amount of very attractive people who resided in the compound. The men could hold their own, but the amount of really attractive females in such a small environment was overwhelming. Some ladies were more attractive than others but none were unattractive. She thought she looked pretty good but when she first showed up at the little school she was shocked to see that the other three female teachers there were real beauties. She was, at best, run-of-the-mill. In a way, she was relieved. Plus, since she was working with such a young group of students there wasn't the teacher crush by teenage boys that she had dreaded. However, it did seem strange to have that many teachers for such a small amount of students. And the normal, everyday attire of the women was more that of a tropical resort for singles than it was of a family living area. Instantly Susan was on the internet ordering more clothes. In comparison to the others she dressed dowdy and neither she nor Colin were going to live with that. Thank goodness she had brought the stuff Debbie had bought for her. How had she known? Eric had picked up the new couple, and even newer employees, at the airport and drove them to their new job and home. There was an instant connection among the three. For Colin and Eric, it was baseball. They both loved it which seemed strange with Eric being from Norway. For Eric and Susan it went quietly past that. Even though she was trying hard, Susan still had not recovered fully from the past couple of months. So much had happened. Not only had she been so sexually exploited but much to her chagrin she had found it very much to her liking. And now, into her life comes this handsome stranger who made her laugh with his quick wit. Within an hour of being around him she could feel that unwilling but undeniable tingle between her legs. That had been almost three years before. It had simmered for a long time. Years. Then it happened. It was casual, it was unintended. But it was obvious. Something slipped out that was unintended for her ears. Colin had lost another bet, and she was very obviously the prize. Six weeks. It took her only six weeks for the hurt to subside and the determination to replace it. If he wanted to use her as collateral, she could certainly respond. She may have been unwilling and without a clue the last time but not now. Little Susan had grown up. The simmering started to boil. The light touches between the two became slow caresses. The casual moments, they were alone became smoldering rendezvous, the light brushes on the cheek becoming hot kisses. She responded but then retreated. He retreated to only advance at the next show of weakness. She allowed Eric's teasing to become bold, their foreplay to proceed with few boundaries. What had been accidental, touches and stolen glimpses became warm hands up a short skirt and a warm mouth on her nipples. He teased her, she baited him. Finally, one late evening with Colin off the compound and the two of them breathing hard from the tantalizing strokes that fell short of satisfaction for either, she dropped the bomb. What was the bet? Eric was stunned. And embarrassed. But it was better to live up to it than lie. Lying would surely have killed everything. He gently told the truth. He would do it his way and let Colin deal with it as he will. What filled the anxious Susan's ears wasn't just a story of a bet between two close friends. Instead, it was a story of a long pent-up desire, of a burning man wanting another man's woman very badly. A very special woman who drove him mad. 
What was purposely left out was the inside information, the heads-up he had received concerning her indiscretions, her pent-up latent sexual drive. Since before they had ever arrived, he had a contributing benefactor. One who expected something in return. But some things were best left unsaid. It was perfect. Over the next few weeks her anger turned to passion. Somehow she wholeheartedly believed his story about his passion for her even though she knew he was banging at least ten women on the post. And now here she was, her writhing torso suspended above his head, his knowing tongue tantalizing a clit long past any point of return. He sucked. She responded. He moaned, she shuddered. He reached up and slowly teased her swollen nipples under the cut-off t-shirt. It was too much. As part of the bet, the cut-off t-shirt was intentionally meant to expose her breasts to those down below. Now, it was just another erotic log thrown into the fire. So what if she dared those down below to catch glimpses of her swollen breasts, her extended nipples? She no longer cared. Susan dropped her head, suddenly shoved hard against the windowsill, and the two of them rolled over so that she was now on her back. He realized where she was sexually, what she wanted, and knew how to respond. Finally, after almost three years, the prize was his. He wasn't going to be cheated. Her explosion brought forth by his nurturing mouth was long and strong, her verbal response muted by her hands cupped over her mouth. She knew it was a short distance from her mouth to many, many ears down below. Finally, he was collecting his debt. He had won it almost six months before but it had taken him and Colin all that time to ease her into it. The wait had not only been worth it, it had made it even sweeter. Eric smiled to himself as she exploded around his forceful mouth. He loved winning bets. He did so almost on a monthly basis. Not once did he ever wager that he wasn't for sure that he was a winner. And the prizes were always the same. A young Nuba wife. There had been many. The silly people there thought it was ten. It was that many each year. Like the one in front of him right then. From day one the attraction had been there. He knew it. She knew it. He knew it was only going to take time. Over the many months there was teasing, flirting and eventually a few episodes of casual touching. Colin was gone enough that these casual, accidental, private meetings were abound. Eric had an ace in the hole, though. Both she and Colin would have died if they had known. Even as he had picked them up at the airport Eric already had a benefactor, an informant, one who not only had made him well aware of Susan's recent weakness but was waiting anxiously to hear reports of how Eric would fare with the newly wed morsel. The benefactor was patient. These things took time but was sure to happen. History would repeat itself. Susan's pounding on the back of his head brought Eric back to the moment. With her caught in the spasm of orgasm, it was obviously time to move on. Even though some of the less discreet ladies in the encampment referred to him as the King of Cunnilingus. He loved a great fuck. And Susan Rogers was going to be a great fuck, right there on the floor in front of an open window. Almost in front of dozens of fans. There was going to be nothing casual about this. Nothing left to luck. He knew what he wanted to do. He had been advised. He removed his face from her saturated crotch and, hovering above the waiting Susan, placed his swollen head against her pulsating pussy. In a flash from the past, Susan Rogers suddenly exhaled deeply and moaned loudly in surprise when once more a well-endowed man suddenly shoved himself to the hilt deep inside of her with no warning, no remorse, no sympathy, and much to her liking. She recognized that he wasn't Keith but he was more than adequate. Sue moaned loudly, covering her mouth too late. Most in the crowd wouldn't have picked up on the tiny sound. One did. Colin looked down. The debt was paid. How could he have known that there was a huge difference between loving to play baseball and being a baseball fanatic? How would a person from Norway know more about the history of baseball than a person who had played the sport since he was seven? He had wagered. Again. He had lost. Again. And now he was even. Again. Eric drove hard. Susan drove back. This wasn't going to be sweet. Sweet would be later. Most likely another day. She let her eyes roll back and her mind wander. Another cock inside of her. Including her new husband, it was the third one since their three years of marriage. Susan's eyes closed as he drove deep. Her legs wrapped around him, her arms pulling him close. How could her mind wander a time like this? But it did. Three cocks. She thought. She had been such an innocent, naive virgin for such a long time. A bride innocent to a fault. Then, in such a short period, three cocks had been buried inside her. Don't you remember, Susan? At the moment it was a gentle, innocent omission. But it was actually four. The interview, back to Houston, Uncle Keith's house, 
almost three years before. Susan Rogers was only minutes past being ravaged by Keith's devastating cock. When Susan waddled out to poolside following Keith's rampage of her body she was met by an excited and wishful Colin. Things had obviously gone well. He couldn't wait to spread the news. He was being considered for a job in Australia. A prime engineering position with experience possibilities and advancement quicker than he would ever had imagined. It was wonderful. Wonderful? Susan couldn't believe what he was suggesting. She was excited as he about the possibility, but wasn't he forgetting something? Colin, don't forget that I have a career, too. She mentioned softly. Colin almost danced at the joy he was experiencing. How perfect a time to let her know. He glanced mischievously at Keith and Debbie before he broke the news. He had already shared it with them. You're not gonna believe this. The place we will be staying has their own school, grades kindergarten through five. They need an elementary teacher. Certified. You're kidding. To a dazed Susan it seemed to be too much. First a day at the office, then Keith's cock rampaging her vagina that seemed to have driven her into an unfulfilled sex-dazed frenzy. Now this. Wanna hear the rest? The best part? Colin was teasing her. Susan couldn't answer. Sixty thousand. What? It pays sixty thousand. Your job? That was about right for an engineer fresh out of college. No. Yours. Susan couldn't believe it. They had assumed a starting position in a small oil town paying half that. Debbie and Keith looked at each other and smiled. There was a reason for the high pay. Do you realize how much you two will be able to put back in three years? It was a practical Keith speaking. Who is this company? Susan was a little shocked. International Petro, Colin offered. Who are they? She hadn't a clue. She had never seen their sign on a gas pump. Shit. Keith sputtered it out. Then he laughed. That's C.J. Vickers' outfit. Who is he? She was clueless. Keith laughed and swung his hand around to indicate where they lived. He could buy us out with his beer money. If Colin had given that information Susan would be apprehensive. But with Keith telling her that was like it was in the Bible. She was sold. What now? Susan asked. Colin was relieved. At least she was going to look at it. Susan wasn't stupid. He obviously wanted this thing real, real bad. It would be exciting. They would save a bundle by the time they were in their mid-twenties. This was very, very important to them. Way, way past their expectations. Besides that, she wanted to get as far away from Houston as possible. Deep down she knew that not only had she fallen into some surreal sexual funk, but she had been captivated by, wanting even more. She needed to leave and leave soon. Not trying to douse the flames, but has he actually offered you a job, Colin? Debbie's soft comment was not just put out as a casual inquiry. It was a reminder that their employment was not automatic. Not really, he admitted. Did he mention anything specific, any concerns? Debbie was going to play this out. Neither of the younger couple knew that Keith and Debbie both knew CJ and that Debbie had made an innocent call earlier that morning before Colin's interview. It wasn't like she was hustling him a job but was instead just letting CJ know who Colin was. A personal introduction. He wants me to come back tomorrow evening and bring Susan with me. He personally interviews all teachers, too. Oh. Susan was surprised. She had assumed she would be interviewed by a professional educator. But all four of them knew the drill. It was way too good to pass up. They might get lucky. Keith and the new couple headed for the kitchen. Time for a little celebration. Colin thought it was for his future. Both Keith and Susan knew better. Debbie wasn't celebrating. She was planning. Nothing was going to be left to chance. She wanted Susan Rogers on the other side of the world and she knew how to do it. Besides, over time there was going to be a little extra bonus in all of this. She was sure of it. She made a quick phone call. There was an answer. CJ. She laughed. Hey, Debbie. There was no way that CJ Vickers was going to turn down a personal phone call from Debbie. No way whatsoever. In his early fifties, CJ had known Debbie and her family long before Keith and Debbie had even met. Over the years, even as a young woman, Debbie had teased the older man with her charms and succulent body. However, when she and Keith made the decision to expand their sexual experiences. At Keith's teasing and with CJ's cunning planning she spent an entire day on a boat with CJ one hot July weekend. Just the two of them. After that, she had his undivided attention and he had a wistful desire for a second round. Debbie played that open desire like a banjo and knew he would do anything she asked. She knew that as the principal owner and chief executive of the company CJ had absolute 
Yes or no? Decisions on all hires. Actually, in the first 20 minutes of that early afternoon meeting with Colin the executive had already mentally decided to offer Colin a job but wisely kept that decision to himself. It was a matter of where to place him on his first assignment. There were many and they were worldwide. Whether he was friends with Debbie or not, he would only hire a good and promising man. Debbie respected that. She honestly believed Colin would be a great hire. Then he was made aware that Colin's wife was also a newly graduated teacher. Actually, he had a teaching position open in Australia but those jobs were reserved for very special situations. Very, very special. How about that job in Australia? How did he look for that? Oh, he told you. He mentioned it. CJ hesitated and cleared his throat. Well, Debbie, actually that's a special situation. I know his wife just graduated and I need a teacher there, too, but I like to fill those positions as a special team. Debbie was well aware of CJ and his teams. She had seen some of CJ's personal collection of erotic photos. She was ready for that answer. Have you seen Susan Rogers? No, he admitted. Is your heart strong tonight? She teased him. Don't tease. He laughed. You got something for me? She pressed the send button on her computer. Check your email. She chided. There was silence. Obviously, he was checking. Still no sound. A minute passed. Two minutes passed. Well? She offered softly. Six o'clock tomorrow night. Both of them. He was hoarse. Thought you might see it my way. She whispered. Then she hung up on the wealthy man. Didn't even say goodbye. Debbie had emailed him about a dozen pictures freshly downloaded from her cameras. CJ was already well aware of the size of Keith's manhood. It had been discussed before. That would not be a shocker. What he had slowly brought up on his screen, time after time, were pictures of Susan Rogers, spread wide with her legs held high, Keith's hard massive shaft poised, then buried, then poised again above her tiny pussy. Even more interesting were those of her face. The fear, the reaction, the panic, yet later the total surrender, and then erotic consumption. Yes, she would be perfect. A-H-H-H, yes. There would be a job offer. Eventually. But first, there would be a few games. Erotic games, mind-blowing games, games he had played before with a prospective employee under certain conditions. Tests to see if his long-range expectations could be verified. Always, those conditions involved a young wife. And C.J. Vickers loved young wives. Every teacher in every compound, all twenty of them worldwide, were special hires. Each of them handpicked by C.J., each of them lovely, and each of them a source of pleasure for C.J., even if thousands of miles away. And every one of them personally interviewed and sent through a special hiring process by C.J. Vickers. He couldn't wait for this interview to see if she was the real thing. Tomorrow night. Testing the water Susan was nervous. As they went up the elevator she was hoping like hell that she wasn't sweating. She looked at herself again. Even her attire made her anxious. How had she allowed Debbie to talk her into wearing that ultra-short dress that she had just bought the day before? It was so short that bending over was out of the question. And her top was cut so low that surely anybody could see her breast escaping her bra, the pointed nipples still sensitive from the night before, and the matching yellow thong was a joke. Tiny, transparent, and only a hand's length from the hem of her skirt. Debbie had begged, prodded. He'll love it, she promised. Susan wasn't sure about that but both she and Colin were sure about the reaction from the other men as they walked through the building lobby and ascended the elevator. Men didn't glance. They stared. Susan couldn't believe that she was secretly glancing back. And not at their appreciative faces, either. Still on fire from the ravaging cock she had experienced less than 24 hours before, she couldn't help but notice the hard cock she was stimulating. Her own response to their stimulation was so overwhelming, so hard to understand. But Debbie was right about C.J. Vickers and her selection of attire. He loved it, and her. The minute C.J. laid eyes on her his cock surged and his intention soared. He had to hire her. He had to make her want to be hired. He knew what to do. Divide and conquer. Wine and dine both. Send Colin in one direction. Move her in another. Make sure that each one feels that they are personally being held accountable for the other's successful interview. First, present the facts. There has to be something of substance to talk about so present the job in its entirety. But then, as the evening moves on, move the woman from. Do I want the job? For my husband too. Am I willing to pay the price? The meal was wonderful. No use going out to one of those hoity-toity loud places. CJ suggested. We'll have them deliver it here. 
It'll be much better, much more comfortable. Who was going to say? No. Actually, he was right. It's amazing the service and quality one can receive when the price is right. Perfect wine, perfect meal, perfect companionship. All in the solitude of a briefing room with rich leather chairs. Then, dessert. Let's get this thing rolling during dessert and get out of here. I know you newlyweds have much better things to do than spend it with an old man. Old man, my eye. Susan was thinking. Mr. Vickers reminded her a bit of Keith. Older but extremely handsome and well-fit. It just mentally slipped out, sort of moved across her mind. Were there any other similarities? Other than wealth, she couldn't shake her constant sexual meanderings. Would her pussy stay perpetually wet? She was seated by him, Colin across the table. I want you both to see this little film, kind of let you know what it's like. Out back. So to speak. I won't drive you kids. It's not for everybody. They eagerly agreed and he let it roll. The room was dark, the dessert finished and the wine still pouring, and the screen captivating. a young couple seeking their destiny, it looked wonderful. Near the middle of the film it turned a little bit technical for a short, while in sort of lost Susan. Not Colin or CJ though. They talked to each other over the sound and it was obvious that CJ was impressed with Colin. It was during one of their little interludes that she first noticed it. The hand brushing her knee, very casual, very lightly, yet without hesitation. The short skirt not only failed to protect, it practically invited. C.J. Hadn't missed it when he first saw her. Who except a woman riding a sexual high would wear such a sensual attire to a job interview? He loved her choice. It was wonderful on her. She slightly moved her knees away from him. His hand slid softly across her lower thigh as she did so. The presentation moved on. So, Susan, do you think you are interested in considering my position? Not everybody is, you know. Colin glanced at her. In the darkness, she saw a lump in his throat. Susan knew he had no idea that this wasn't a question. It was an innuendo. It wasn't lost on her. A month ago it would have, but not now. Now what to do? I suppose so. She allowed. Her heart raced. She was as trapped as she had been in that airplane. But this time it wasn't so much as a confinement of space. It was more a confinement caused by financial and professional pursuit. Moving around in her chair, she finally and casually returned her body to a normal sitting position. She wasn't going to intentionally annoy the man. He wasn't like a bull in a china shop, but the elapsed time between the time she resumed her sitting position and the time his fingers were gently making little circles on her bare knee was scant. First impression. First little battle. They meant something. Eventually, these little things would end up large. Susan wondered, C.J. knew. The film ended with a breathtaking aerial view of the housing complex setting just off the coast. That's what they all could see. What Colin couldn't see was the large hand slowly creeping its way up above his bride's shaking knee. As she had ascertained in the elevator, it was an awful short trip from the hem of her skirt to her overly vibrant pussy. And right now his advance was in centimeters, crawling painfully up her thigh in such a slow action that it couldn't help but cause a sensation. She needed some relief from her situation. Right then, she would not get any C.J. Picked up the phone and made a quick call. Minutes later a member of his home-based engineering staff arrived, wolfed down the leftovers during a comical conversation, and then hustled Colin six floors down to the engineering department. After all, this was a follow-up interview for Colin. Time for him to meet the experts. Susan sat there, dumbfounded, hesitant, and totally without a clue, and to her great chagrin, with a definite buzz between her legs. How could it be? Last night's remains? Maybe. The power of the meeting so far? Possibly. All those adoring eyes on the way in? That would get heavy bets. Surely it wasn't a reaction to C.J. Vickers' teasing fingers. Surely not. Did he lock that big door when he let them out? Well, it's just us now. I didn't think you'd find those two of much interest. Hell, sometimes I don't either. Making a living by studying rocks has gotta be boring. He laughed it away. She smiled and nodded. Now, let's talk about you. He leaned over close. Bluntly speaking, you're a hell of a lot more interesting than those two. He sat next to her and turned their chairs so that they were facing each other. Without adjusting herself and making a big fuss she knew he could see straight up her short skirt. She was right. My god, I love yellow. He thought, and he was staring straight at it. A thin line of yellow transparent thawing dividing her pussy lips, barely hiding the dark thatch beneath it. As for the bush protruding around it, there wasn't even the hint of decency. She could only imagine the presentation she was making. He knew it. So you want to teach? He said softly, what a relief. For the next fifteen minutes it became all about her, 
about her education, her lifelong dreams, her future. There was not one hint of sex, no improprieties, no intimidating gestures. For that moment, it was all about the kids 10,000 miles away. She was thrilled with what he laid out. In a while I'll show you what we're all about, how we operate. I've got some excellent photos and guides. He was being smart. No use to either overly excite or offend her. No use letting her know that. How they operated. Was a system that was controlled from hire to fire by him. That, unknown to any of his female hires, they were a source of constant sexual entertainment as long as they worked for him. And certainly no use in letting her know that most of the photos he owned had nothing to do with children's education. The education of the innocent female teachers, maybe, but not the kids. She had settled down a little. She found him very attractive, his wealth and power overwhelming. Keith had a nice company and made a great living. This man was extremely wealthy and wielded power far beyond the borders. Her interest was piqued. Her attention was riveted. Her guard was down. Perfect, Mr. Vickers. You've done it again. Let's step over here and look at what I have. If this works out between the two of us I'll make sure you get a sample of lesson plans and stuff like that so that you don't go empty-handed. If this works out between the two of us. She caught it. She let it resonate. She let it go. There was a lot. Books, charter information, requirements. And a huge amount of photos, both of the education system and of the Australian compound itself. Everyday life there. She was very impressed that the company operated four schools worldwide. That was one hell of a commitment. She bent over the table fingering slowly through his offerings. He stood above and slightly behind, admiring hers. Susan Rogers' firm breasts were almost dangling in front of him, the bright yellow brow barely able to confine them, the nipples peeking boldly over the cups at times. She's as firm as a cowboy's handshake. The excited voyeur thought. Eighty times he quietly slipped back a few feet behind her, admiring the legs that were exposed almost to her ass as she bent over the table. It was time. He knew he would have to call the boys back whenever he was through, but it couldn't be all night, either. He stepped forward. Slowly, a firm hand drifted to her shoulder. She glanced sideways at the intrusion. Nothing. Evidently, no intent. So, what do you think about it? Do we have a starting point? What did he mean? Yeah, I guess so. She continued to look at the material. He continued to look at her. It was slow, the gently and feather-like descent from her shoulder and down her arm. She froze. He froze, not going to push, instead, going to glide. Well, have you thought about taking on anything like this before? She wanted to say. Yeah, ever since junior high. She didn't. She wasn't exactly sure what he was talking about the job or him. She didn't want to seem foolish. Yeah, lots of times. Oh, good. He said softly. That gives us a starting point. Actually, CJ had been there before. Over the years at least thirty times. There had to be a point where he stopped tuning up and started playing. That time was now. Slowly, hopefully without alarm, his hand slid over to gently cup her right breasts. She tensed. He gulped. She was so full, so firm. A quick flick of his finger informed him of the status of her nipples. Hard and full. Susan turned slightly and his hand vacated its target.c.j. Never wavered. So, tell me, Susan. Are you interested in my situation? Susan gulped. Not my job. Not. The position. Instead. My situation.at the very moment she was well aware of. His situation. He was leaning against her, and she could easily feel it through his pants. Long and hard. Well, yeah. I suppose. She supposed? Both of them knew it was a lie. She was dying for the opportunity. The question was, how willing was she to pay the entrance fee? Deep down she knew. Deep down he knew. That would not have been the case two weeks before, but now he was dealing with it. New. Susan, one whose lifetime of morals and standards had diminished somewhat. His hands had dropped. Let's take a look at these. He pointed. There were a few folders full of information that were pertinent to the new teacher. The information that was pertinent to the prospective new hire was that there was a warm, large hand back on her leg and, as she leaned over to study the offered material, it was climbing her bare leg in a pace so slow that it was maddening. The tiny circles, the microscopic hesitations, were driving her mad. In a way, she wished he would just shove his hand up her dress and get it over. At least they would both know where this was going, that he would lay the cards on the table. But at that precise moment CJ had it in his mind to lay something else on the table. They spoke softly concerning the information on the table before them. Then he spoke. Right now, what do you think about where we are, about my position as it now stands? She couldn't miss the inference. 
Uh, it looks okay. What was Colin doing, she wondered. Had he already assumed the job was his, she knew better. CJ knew better. The real interview was taking place six floors above. She leaned and looked. He leaned and felt. His heart was pressed against her thinly covered ass. She could feel him. He could feel the heated crevice of her cheeks. There was an occasional moment of hesitation as his hands crawled up her legs in such an excruciating fashion. An activity of some sort. The second time it happened she realized what it was. He was unbuttoning her dress from the bottom up. She knew within minutes the slowly ascending fingers would not only meet with her damp pussy but also there would be no protection of cover whatsoever. Even the modest if not useless facade of decency would be gone. His hands slowly circled, boldly moving from the outside of her legs to the tinder, sensitive inside. She moved without thinking, shoving herself back into him in her futile bid to escape. C.J. Knew he was at a junction where he wasn't sure if that maneuver was one of protest or surrender. All things given, Susan, do you think you can be on my side? Be a team player? His hand had slipped slightly up as he spoke. He was within a few inches of what Susan acknowledged were wet panties and she knew it. What a mess. She had taken a course and job interviewing in college but it certainly had not covered this. She knew without a doubt that the time had come to either walk out the door or surrender. The thought of what might be in front of her for a few minutes caused concern and made her shake. The thought of Colin anxiously waiting for an employment offer overrode her anxiety. And her morals. Yeah, I'd love to be part of it. She whispered. Almost whimpered. C.J. Knew he had one. Still, he wasn't going to be a thug about it. There was one hell of a lot of teasing, of exciting foreplay before the main dish.I in this case, they would have dessert first, all pretenses were gone. The information on the table forgotten, all attention now was on the ever-escalating hands, the fingers slowly teasing, circling, rising up her soft inner thighs, and all the time, every button being separated to remove any obstacle on the way up. He was rock hard. She was in resignation, her head down and tears in her eyes. If she had known of this two months before she would still be single. She had married into a sexual quagmire that only seemed to deepen in time. She had no idea how clairvoyant she was, that time would not change some things. Finally, the touch, fingers slowly, softly, brushing a wet pussy through a scant thong that left nothing to her aggressor but pleasure. She couldn't help it that her ass moved, did a small little circle at his first touch. She was still so sensitive, so expectant from the previous day's rampant sexual activities. C.J. Laughed lightly. He didn't even attempt to hide his glee from her. Are we ready to go to work, Susan Rogers? Do we have an understanding? There it was. Nothing vague or cloaked about it. Who would have thought that, in here first interview, she would be in a put-up-or-shut-up situation? Perhaps, just perhaps, things would have been different if this had happened before they were married, before she had been sent reeling into such debauchery. But it hadn't. Here she was. Here Colin was. Here C.J. Vickers was. And C.J. Vickers was, with his fingers playing slowly on her pussy, stroking it gently to soften her up before slowly sliding beneath the scant material. Susan jumped at the touch. No matter how much she had anticipated the move, the bare fingers on H.R.'s sensitive bundle of nerves was too much. God help her, she couldn't help herself. She moaned. There was a response. The experienced, intruding hand found spot after spot to caress, to sexually entertain, to elevate her awareness. The other unbuttoned the rest of her dress, allowing her encased swollen globes to fall easily into his cupped hands. For the time being, he wanted to experience her just like that, her slowly responding body writhing gently to his touch, her perfect breasts heaving into his hand. Even then he knew she was perfect. And would be perfect for the job. Susan's eyes closed. Her mind wandered. How? When did it all actually start? What was really going on in her life? There was absolutely, positively nothing normal about her life. However, there was absolutely, positively something very hard pressing against the crack of her ass. C.J. Was getting antsy. How long could he stay hard? He didn't want to explode on contact. But the again, how often does one get such a perfect situation? His fingers teased, releasing the tiny clasp that released the front of the wispy bra. Suddenly, wonderfully, noble young breasts filled his welcoming hands. She was not huge, he mused, but she was absolutely perfect. Long hard nipples danced at his fingertips, causing her to moan and to push back against him. His hands foraged between her legs, teasing sensitive nerves and begging areas before retreating to the soft upper thighs wet from her juices before returning again. The havoc on her body was so visible, so rewarding. The havoc on her brain was devastating. Please, please, just fuck me and get it over with. She silently begged, 
Thoughts of Colin, her marriage, Keith. It all flashed through and out in seconds before she was focused again on the fingertips extracting such pleasure. Susan Rogers, do you want a job? Out of the blue, it was as blunt as she had ever expected. What a thing to say at the time, she hesitated. What was she supposed to say? Actually, she knew. Yes, Slowly slipped from her anguished mouth. I thought so, sweetie. She cringed out he turned her around and slipped her dress off and casually tossed it over a chair. She stood there in his odd presence, she as humiliated as he was stunned. My God, what have I come to? How could I be so aroused? My God, she is beautiful. How did I get so lucky in life? It was time. He knew it. She knew it. Hard cock, hardened nipples, swollen breasts, pussy sensitive to even the slightest touch, come already dripping between he thighs. It was definitely time. Here, he said gently. It was time for the seduction to be over. Now it was time for a union of willing partners that he slid her up on the table, dropped his trousers, and poised above her. Put it in. He instructed. It was a quiet instruction, barely whispered. But it was not an accident, or a careless last thought. C.J. Vickers was a wealthy man with a huge investment to protect. Later, if anything went wrong, he wanted to make sure that an attorney could privately watch in seclusion as to what happened at that very moment. I in living color, caught on six cameras at different angles, was the story of Susan Rogers willingly giving herself to her prospective employer, actually placing her two hands on his massive swollen cock and putting it in. Oh, yes. It was all on record from the first handshake to the orgasms. CJ loved his video collection, and she was making the first of what would be many. And what a story it captured on that night. A resigned Susan Rogers, her husband six floors below, spread wide on a conference table, her yellow thong shoved aside, her matching bra dangling uselessly off her arms was receiving C.J. Vickers as if he were a husband. Soft, slow strokes gave way to slamming barges, only to return to the tender offering that was so sensuous. Kisses. Deep light teasing. From him. From her. On the sensitive nipples. On his tempting ears. He was fucking her big time. She was controlling him to a large degree, having totally resigned to her debauchery. His heaving body thrusting forward, her undulating one responding. The camera moved forward. Her legs had circled him, inviting his thrust, forgiving her sins. He went first. He would have loved to held off, but it was too much. Susan felt him as he began, the tension, the shudder early in the orgasm. Suddenly she had control. She pumped, squeezing his cock with her pussy as it came out of each stroke. Her legs grasped, squeezing his orgasm as if it was an extension of her crotch. He exploded. Head back, loud, uninhibited moan. Then, out of the middle of it, those three lovely words. You are hired. Stupid things at stupid times. Those three little words pushed her over, joining him with her oncoming quake even as his was still reaching a crescendo. He shook. She shook. He kissed, she kissed back. At the moment, he was not CJ. He was not a prospective employer. He was instead the vibrant man on top of her, squeezing every little breath of sexual capability she owned. He would deflate her, she would drain him into a withering mass that was more like a high school boy than a prominent businessman. Somehow, through the audacity of the whole situation, they rose again out of what they had both thought would be ashes. Very little speaking, very much touching. He recovered, grew hard again, plunged himself into her willing pussy. She had never subsided. It just didn't work that way. Her final submission would be days later, after many wonderful fucks with Colin. Instead, she was still a receptive partner for a humbled CJ. He was no longer king. He was a willing and gracious sword giving himself to a very receptive scabbard. Two hours. Jobs no longer an item, it was now just two people, a man and a woman, searching and retrieving from each other. Then, there was nothing left. It had literally all been left on the table. Suddenly, the quietness was unnerving. What do you say under the circumstances? Can you and Colin be in about ten in the morning? We need to get you started on your visas and do all the new higher stuff. Somehow, through the erotic haze, there was a feeling of total jubilation from Susan. By God, she had done it. She was sure that she would later look back and demonize her whorish activity but, for that very moment, she felt like she had won. She and Colin were going on a great adventure. They were going to be wonderful. She knew it. Minutes later as the excited Colin and the sex-saturated Susan walked out they cheerfully waved back as CJ said. I'll see you later. To them it was a casual farewell. To CJ, it was a promise. He would definitely be seeing them later. Especially her. 
She had no idea she was being sent into a sexual trap, a carefully planned and very patient situation. It may take months. It may take years. But she was being guided into a special situation. And his name was Eric Olson. Starring, Susan. Present day. Australia. A saturated Susan riding Eric's cock as the game is being played outside their window. Oh yes. Eric Olson was no accident. He, like three others in the company, was very special and very appreciative. Plant. Years before, CJ had caught on to Eric's draw for women. That Eric could, with little effort, cause even the most prudish of wives to vacate their morals and their panties. It was a wealth of erotic entertainment for the wealthy magnate. Coaxed into sharing a few, hidden photos, he had done in the past with other women, he slowly warmed up to the exuberant, and extensive plan that CJ presented. Within months, the ingenious and handy engineer not only had an unlimited budget to buy any surveillance equipment that he wanted but he also had, without anybody's knowledge, a master key that unlocked every apartment on the site. He was given complete control of devices and women. Encouraged to fuck who he wanted, when he wanted, and share the videos with CJ. It was perfect for both. CJ was able to provide on a continuing basis new, specially picked women. It went without saying that if they arrived, they were a target. What Eric didn't know was that CJ had the exact same arrangement with special men at the other three sites. Among them all, there was a never-ending stream or erotic entertainment for the lusty boss. And Susan Rogers was one of them. As he rode her on that floor he acknowledged that, for all his lavish attention and his best effort, it had taken almost the entire three years to bring her into his fold. For the first time, there had been a target, who had almost escaped his clutches. In the end, she had not been seduced, she had been delivered. There was no way that the sexy morsel would have relented without the careless and unfortunate wager from her husband. Once again, Susan Rogers had paid his debt. Eric rode her softly, lamenting that it had taken him so long. My God, she was perfect. Even way beyond his dreams. At the same time, the relenting bride pondered her situation. Not the fact that Eric Olson was riding her to what would no doubt that be a gushing, noisy orgasm that she had already decided to let go without reservation. Let Colin deal with the inquisitive people below. Instead it was, What next? What else was in the offering for her? What was her immediate future? Deep down she knew this wasn't the last of Eric. It was only the start. Colin had opened a box that should have been left closed. Suddenly he turned over again so that she was on top. Carefully, he maneuvered her around to get the best camera angle. Slowly, gently, he made his calculated move. This could certainly go wrong. Susan felt it, the finger that slowly moistened itself in her abundant cum before nudging against her virgin ass. She sucked in as he gently pressed against her rectal opening. It was untried waters, definitely off-limits in the past. But this was different. She flinched but didn't complain. She couldn't help but wonder if it wasn't a new bet of which she would again be the prize. And next time it would be a willing prize. She had no idea that it was instead just part of the script, an exciting addition to the performance that would be enjoyed for years 10,000 miles away. Breathlessly, beautifully, Susan Rogers performed. The end.